0: You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network, ladies and gentlemen, and paws and wookies, and BB-8s, as we are here today to bring you our promised part, episode two, part episode two, that's the thing now, uh, about Star Wars The Last Jedi, we've already given you a spoiler, free review, and today, we're going to bring you a spoiler review. If you've accidentally downloaded this one instead of the spoiler-free one, and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to listen to this, and you haven't seen the movie, well, then you're shit out of luck, mate, because we're going to spoil the crap out of this film. Basically, Yoda! Yoda- Hustle <laughs> <laughs> um, and dies! Basically give you a whole bunch of thoughts and opinions and just not hold back, because uh, we've got some thoughts. You heard Colin and I holding back, but this is us not holding back. It's going to be interesting, and it's also a bit of a reunion of sorts, because for the first time, I think all three of us are on an episode together since the infamous Song Rankings episode of 007, download now via iTunes. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying, my name is Ben, and given that this lacked in the film, I've got a bad feeling about this. Uh,
1: My name is Colin, and I'm Scum. Rebel Scum. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> my name is Noah, and Ben stole my intro, so I'll just say um, I have a beep boop beep boop boop boop, boop of this.
0: Um, yeah, well, should we keep a tally of problems that we all have with this film? Um, <laughs> there's number no, okay. one! Um, yeah, we. It's, I've been looking forward to this one more so than our spoiler-free one, because clearly there's not a whole lot we can say on this, but uh, I guess uh you know, I've now seen this movie twice. I know Colin's now seen this he's probably actually seen it like twenty times by now. He'll tell me in a second um and it's kind of yeah, it's interesting to think kind of things that you watch on a second time that you kind of obviously notice on a second time rather than the first time and uh look it's it's i I just we need to unleash on everybody here, don't we? Because this is kind of an episode where I feel uh we're gonna have a lot of things to say.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I've seen it twice too. I actually went just 24 hours after seeing it the first time, so by Friday I'd seen it twice already. And it's funny because I ran into one of my cousins when I was there the second time. He goes, "Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to the movie," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I saw it last night." He goes, "Oh, so it's good?" And I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> I'm, I'm more curious than anything for the second viewing." Um, but I will say, some things definitely do improve when you see it a second time. So uh, for those who walked out of the theater completely defeated. Uh, There is hope, but um, there are other things that just actually get worse on a second viewing. Uh, All around, I think, I I was mentioning this to you guys earlier, I think that it's a more enjoyable movie the second time around, but it's not like it's free of any issues. And what I do find funny is that when we did the spoiler review, uh, you know, obviously you guys had seen it uh, maybe a day before it even came out here in North America, And I saw, like, the very first showing here in North America. When we recorded that episode, I had no idea what the rest of the world's opinion was. And now we're, what, only, like, three days later. And I I hear people, everywhere I go in public, I'm hearing people talking nonstop about, oh, yeah, I saw this. I have yet to hear a single person who's not like, yeah, it wasn't that good. Like, every person I'm hearing publicly, every opinion I'm reading online, it's all negative. So, I mean, I think that uh, The Phantom Menace is looking really good to a lot of people right now. Miss, uh, I think so yeah. too. Well, <laughs> Sorry. firstly,
2: it's good to have the old gang back together. Um, oh, the reason why us. it's taken so long is because you ruined the song one. Uh, <laughs> why you
0: have to ruin I it? dropped dead, Noah, uh, for
2: you. You asked me to drop dead, and I did. So, it's taken two years to rekindle that, Um <laughs> But Star Wars has brought us together, and I wish it was in better circumstances. Um, <laughs> it's
1: now, like when you show up and you, you see like an old friend at a funeral. I'm sorry we couldn't meet each other on better circumstances.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, now I've kind of struggled in the. I have only seen it once. I wanted to see the second loser. time, but that well. <laughs>
1: We you, paid twice the... for a bad movie, Ben, and he's the loser.
2: Uh, well, I Ben's could have gotten you last team. night, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Ben is the cock tease here because he's like, oh, I'll come and pick you up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> so, it's a long time. Oh, yeah, we'll see it again. No. <laughs> didn't. um, So, uh, I've struggled in the past few days because, look, I don't want to hate this film. I went into this. With lower expectations than the Force Awakens, um, I love Star Wars. I don't want to come out here and be the grouchy old man complaining about every single little thing. Um, so I'm and I'm seeing all these reviews of this is the best thing to ever. Blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, and then over the past few days, I think I've kind of been kind of trick myself into thinking that I liked this movie. Well, oh, there was this bit which was okay, um. But there are generally some really good things about this movie. But I wrote a list of things I enjoyed and things I didn't. And the things I didn't was definitely much, much longer. And uh, I've kind of struggled with this, but I saw someone kind of post on the internet of, it doesn't make you less of a Star Wars fan if you didn't like this movie. I feel like this kind of this thing of, well, if you didn't like it, then you're not a Star Wars fan, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah this one didn't do it for me i i liked it i will see it a second time i'll buy it i'll always watch it every year blah 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 it was still good um and i kept saying to ben the other day that you yeah, know this was not great but maybe episode nine that will bring it all together and that will save it and now i'm thinking well that's a bullshit argument because a <laughs> film should need to be saved by the whatever comes next after um so I had low expectations going into this, not because I thought it was bad, just because like I was open-minded uh, after uh, the the Force Awakens. But it did not live up to any of the expectations. And a lot of it is things that happen in the film, but a lot of it is just um, kind of more story-based stuff. And oh, I wish they didn't know that. Some of the bad stuff is stuff in the film. Some of it is just oh, they should. Have stuff. Uh, But just to kind of close up, I know I'm going on, I've been holding this all weekend, but I have to say, after two films, uh, not counting Rogue One, I'm sorry to say this because I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I don't think we needed a sequel trilogy after Mm. two of these films. You know, I've enjoyed both of them in their own right. Um, we talked about how The Force Awakens strengthened the prequels, uh, I feel like after this one, it strengthened The Force Awakens times a million for me. Now I'm like, oh yeah, The Force Awakens. That's quite a good Star Wars film. Um, Now I can see, oh yeah, the humour works in that. Like that one is being strengthened on this one. But you know, there's been some good stuff. Ray, Kylo Ren, all that stuff. But if I had to weigh out the pros and cons, I think I would get rid of all the Rays and the Kylo Rens and everything, and just have six films. I'm sorry if that's really unpopular. I don't think we need six trilogy of stuff.
0: Well, um, yeah, I kind of think it's like this episode that we're recording now will strengthen our songs ranking episode, probably, and then people <laughs> realise that I was right all along. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I kind of agree with pretty much everything you said. I, I think it's interesting... Um, like Colin, yeah, this it does make it more enjoyable to see it a second time. And again, with you, know, like, I mean, I'm always going to watch this. I'm always going to own it. it. Doesn't matter what it is. It's a Star Wars film. It's like if it's a James Bond film, you know. I mean, you two still own Die Another Day. Like, I mean, you know, you're still <laughs> going to have it, kind of there. Um, but it's just well, you it's need just- to
1: tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us with our pride. I watched now it at I your house, be- Colin
2: Hilding. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a warning. But <laughs> it's like a beware of the dog type sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I own die another day. Go away. Um,
0: but it's it's interesting, Colin. You said about how you've only read negative ones. I think I might have said this on the spoiler-free one. I don't know. I don't remember what I do like three days ago. Um, but I'd only read positive reviews about this. Um, well, I'm not
1: talking about. I'm talking about like the fan reaction.
0: Oh right, right. Well, even then, the like never- fan. Like I recorded a segment. Uh, for one of my other shows, The Brink, with a, a friend of mine, Josh, who's a madman Star Wars fan, and we kind of had this back-and-forth debate because he loved it, and he was, like, defending everything about it. Um, and a lot of, kind of, his defences... That's what we thought Colin would be. Well, that's, yeah, we honestly <laughs> thought Colin, you would be like, No, better, and Noah, you are so wrong! Um, but, like, a lot of his defences came from, Oh, well, if you read this comic, and if you read this, you would know this. And you know, I'm like, Okay, fair enough. I don't know how to read. But secondly, it's like... <laughs> like, for the most casual observer of a star wars film like they're not going to go out of their way to read everything you know it's it's like i I get that argument but at the same time it's like i don't think it holds enough weight compared to say like a marvel movie where that's a movie based of a comic book and the comics only exist in star wars because of the movies so i kind of think it's kind of a flip side there with what you can't can and can't do sort of with like marvel and dc ones but um I think maybe what we should do is maybe, should we just start off, because we haven't really got a structure here in terms of what we're doing, but in terms of the things that we maybe absolutely absolute, should we start off with the positives or the negatives first? What did we like about this film? Um, Let's maybe. start with the negatives. Okay, well, <laughs> oh, this is a long part. Um, maybe-
1: just before we, we jump to yeah, the negatives, go. though, there was one comment I wanted to make. I mean, I have read all these comics and books and everything, and Nothing in this movie is relevant because they basically wiped out all the old comics, and all the old books, and the new ones we have don't explain so many of the ridiculous things we see in this movie uh, because they're building a new continuity. Um, Also, you know, you guys mentioned you're, like, huge Star Wars fans and everything, and I would consider myself to be the type of person that's like, it doesn't matter what they put out. As long as it's Star Wars and it's got a lightsaber battle in it, there's where they went wrong. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to love the movie. And this was the first and only time I've ever walked out of a Star Wars movie, and that includes the Phantom Menace. The first and only time I've walked out and felt, yeah, I don't really think that worked. Uh, and I think I'm kind of with what Noah says. You know, they're at this point where this trilogy, the way that they've set it up, it almost actually weakens Return of the Jedi because you realize Mm -hmm. it's all it's it's sort of like the Finn storyline in this you know it's all for nothing so what's the point of watching Return of the Jedi when it accomplishes nothing you know so I I kind of agree if there I'm not going to say there should never have been a sequel trilogy but the way it's been done now it only really helps this trilogy it doesn't actually benefit episodes one through six prior
2: and can I just give some the prequels a little bit of love here?
1: No, we, um, we, no, you the, can, because we, we are the prequel defender
0: <laughs> podcast. We're officially declaring well, ourselves as that.
2: Look, I'm not going to come out and say they're perfect. There's a lot of issues with them, and if we did a prequel episode, there would be a lot of cons in the list as well. But one thing the prequels do, do great is that I feel like I watched the prequels, and that strengthens the original trilogy for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously not things like midi-chlorians and stuff like that and some of the characters. But in terms of it's such a different world in the prequels that by the time we get to the original, we'd see, oh, this really is kind of like a post-apocalyptic galaxy where the Empire has kind of crushed everything and it strengthens the original by watching the prequels and seeing how different the world was. While I feel this sequel trilogy has now weakened the originals for me because it kind of lessens the importance of Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. Obviously, there's one more to go, but we're, I mean, we're two-thirds of the way through it, so we have a pretty good idea. Um, it's, so, yeah, yeah it, it's weakened the original, while the prequels are far from perfect. I don't really love The Phantom Menace, but that at least strengthened the originals in a lot of ways. And as we've often said, the prequels feel like
0: Star Wars movies, and they're, like, as you said, they're unique and different, and... I mean, kind of, I've always sort of said, like, too, like, at least with the prequels, like, I guess this may be slightly defending the sequel trilogy. I mean, we always knew what was going to happen in the prequel trilogy. We kind of expected what we were going to get over three episodes. There was nothing really there that was going to be a shock. Whereas this, we go into it blind. We have no idea. It's not like they're basing these off the official canon books before Disney bought Star Wars. So for the most part, like, this is all completely new to us. So that's maybe a slight defense of the sequel trilogy. But, like, I agree with everything, and it's kind of... You you think about what we're getting in this sequel trilogy, like, you know, the First Order is the Empire, the, the Resistance is the Rebels, and they kind of do such a thing in this movie of trying to turn the Resistance back into the Rebels. Why? Why? Like, what is the point of that? It's just changing the name. There's nothing yeah. different about it. The First Order and is the
2: Empire with Nazis. Uh, well, like, I think there is... Um, this is one kind of small note I had. I think there is a difference between the Resistance and the Rebels, and the difference is... I don't care about the Resistance. <laughs> like, there's this all this talk in this film of, oh, no, it's going to be wiped out and blah, blah, blah. With the Rebels, we kind of really got to know the people. We saw them in action. We saw the planets. We saw they were kind of spread out all over. We saw their kind of heroic ventures. And this one, we've seen them on their base. We've seen them on their ship. And we've seen them on Salt Mine, planet Big Door place. Like <laughs> And there's all this talk about, oh, no, they're going to be completely wiped out. But we don't even know what... Are they even liked in the universe? Apparently not. not yeah, the Rim doesn't care not about it. The entire galaxy. <laughs> not even Lando is coming to the <laughs> aid of this <laughs> the person who helped save the entire galaxy. Like that's like if someone, you know, was in a revolution or something thirty years ago and saved everyone, but now that nowadays are just like,
0: eh. It'd be like if Nazi Germany, here we go, Colin, here's the Hitler references, like if Nazi Germany came up right again now, I'm like, we're back, here we go, and then all of a sudden, like, America and Australia, (laughs) "Eh, it's all right, let them do what they want to do. They were close last time.
2: Yeah, so I think that's the big difference between the Resistance and the Rebels and the Empire and the First Order is, even the Empire, I cared about the different characters and that, these ones, we have seen them do nothing, we haven't seen them interact, we saw them blow up like Coruscant, fake Coruscant, but we haven't seen the resistance in action of interacting with planets or people or anything, so if they get wiped out, why do I care?
1: Yeah, like, in all all honesty... I think the one thing I came away from Last Jedi and this is going to go against what a lot of fans are thinking after this weekend. I I came away from Last Jedi feeling bad for Ryan Johnson for the position he was put in because they really wrote themselves into a corner with the way Force Awakens. Everybody's like Force Awakens was a fun movie and now they look back and like, well, it wasn't original, but the original things they did actually hurt the chances of episode eight ever succeeding because by saving Luke for the end, that was a great twist. It was very effective to watch, but you guarantee you have to start the movie the very second where Luke is introduced. You don't have a story left to tell at this point because everything with The Force Awakens was wrapped up. So to say, oh, well, this movie didn't have much story, there wasn't much of a choice. And secondly, when you have the resistance in the first order, there would be opportunities if they could do the typical Star Wars thing and jump ahead three, even five years or even if you jumped ahead of a couple of months where you could show new things, there's no opportunity that Ryan Johnson had with this movie, and it's not I, his fault. No way now, that he could have actually made something interesting.
0: I mean, I agree like, with that
1: too, but I just want
0: to quickly say that, like, you could have always just had it, like, three months later, and she's arrived and she's being well like, trained.
1: Well, then we don't have I, Luke's response. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't want
2: Luke's response. Do, we'll do, do we
1: like um, Luke's response? Uh, but <laughs> I but don't. What
2: I, <laughs> uh, what I kind of think is the ending was so powerful, The Force Awakens, and, you know, that enhanced all those death. The problem with this film is I feel wow. like every other Star Wars film has memorable kind of Hall of Fame moments. I yeah. feel like this has nothing that will stand out in 20 years of, oh, that moment, I am your father. Mm. Like, this doesn't have that. So that was amazing. But now I'm beginning to think they should have ended that film with Rey going off in the ship with Chewie off into the distance off to find it and then dun, Star Wars episode a tidal crawl it's been 2 years and ray has been searching yeah. for the most hidden planet in the entire galaxy Meanwhile, yeah, exactly. the, like so it, it's such a dilemma because it was an amazing moment but maybe instead of having ray meeting luke they could have just done like a cut a la cutting to random kid with a broom uh. at the end of this <laughs> maybe they could have just done a cut and showed like luke Standing yeah. there, waiting for it. Yeah. So we'd still get Luke with the beard and the hood, but it wouldn't be meeting with Ray. And then we could have had it's been two years and Ray has been searching,
1: blah blah blah. Because we've just had him right. instead like sucking from the nipple of green milk creature. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the final shot.
2: <laughs> because yeah, so you're right. That's the problem. Is it does feel like a middle episode this film, but mm-hmm. they they really dug themselves in the hole because I think you mentioned it in the non spoiler one. Is all the Star Wars films kind of drop you in the middle of the story and yeah. all of them are set like what Phantom Menace to Attack of the Clones like 9 years or something and then like 3 years and then 19 years and then 3 years and then what the, probably the smallest would have been Empire and Return of the Jedi right that's probably the smallest they've ever done six months between those two? yeah, yeah, yeah something so Rogue One and A New Hope <laughs> 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 one thing I'll reiterate in this episode is I'm not against change like there's mm. a lot of change in this film but just because there's change does not make something good like just because you've changed it has to be warranted and worthy change in a big franchise
0: I think the the thing I noticed go ahead Colin
1: I was just going to say the best example of that for me because one of the things I really liked coming out of this movie was not all of the change they had but some of the things they changed particularly with how the Jedi Order can change now um, that it doesn't have to be tied to the rules of the past and everything Uh, I I automatically see that the next movie is going to be jumping ahead like 10 years in the future because they kind of have to the way the the corner they wrote themselves into now. But those types of things are interesting because you can go somewhere with that. But the types of changes when we're seeing force powers that defy all logic, and they're coming from people who are in no way trained the way that the Jedi and the Sith were at the height of their power. Like if Palpatine and Yoda's battle doesn't have people teleporting themselves across the galaxy and touching each other's hands, (laughs) then how are we supposed to believe that people like Snoke or even Luke can do Or flying through space, Uh, yeah. How are we supposed to believe these people can pull off these miraculous things? Like, it just got out of control with the Force powers, and that's a perfect example of too much change all at once without any proper way to explain it.
0: I think, um, Colin, when you said in the spoiler-free one, which I, I really paid attention to when I saw the movie last night, again, was um, the opening crawl. Like, that explains nothing. Yeah. We're just It's just, this is what happened in The Force Awakens. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, this kind of is like the quantum of solace, is it not, of, <laughs> of <laughs> things that it picks up straight away and we kind of don't get it. There's a few good things. But um, you know the rest is kind of rubbish. I, I I think the whole like ten years in the future thing could work, because we're going to get Broom Kid with his ring, like you know he's the new whatever and <laughs> blah blah blah. Um, and like one knowing random, them, it
2: would probably be set before this film.
0: One, one random thing which, uh, and I feel like getting too sidetracked, it's kind of like us nitpicking when we get to actually eventually recapping this. But why is Luke just standing there on the cliff when Ray shows up? Like what's he doing? Like, why are you there, Luke? Like, just chilling,
2: hunting uh, don't, don't, I don't have an answer for that, but one thing I should preface in this episode is I've got a lot in the cons list, but a lot of this will be little nitpicks that in five years' time won't even be an issue. Like... Yeah. The Force Awakens, it probably sounded like I absolutely hated the film, because I was like, oh, and they did this, and this, and this.
0: But you but and I at least more walked out of that still positive. I remember that episode, because we were kind of like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I love this, I love this, I love this, but, 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 well, but. Yeah. And we felt I mean, bad for the buts, pro- I remember that.
2: My big problem with the sequels is, you know, they might be well-made films. Well, this one, some bits are. But I just didn't like the overall story. And we kind of touched on that already, how it kind of ruins the originals. No, I mean the whole sequel trilogy. I don't like the direction. And that's just a personal. Some people might love the direction they went. Um, But yes, I should say, like, some of these little things I'm talking about, like ice dogs and um, uh, nuns and stuff like that, in 10 years' time, they won't be major issues. But it's just fresh at the time. So I don't absolutely hate this film if I'm nitpicking every single little thing. We're kind
0: of the. I guess we're at that age now and that point in our lives where we are like the people who initially saw the original trilogy and then are going into the prequels. So like, if podcasting existed after, you know, The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. that would be like us talking about this. Whereas, you know, like, in 10 years' time when we're on the sequel, sequel trilogy, um, you know, like, people who are watching these right now and are going to be sequel trilogy defenders. Um kid. Ooh, Yeah, so Brim Brim kid. I guess, like, I mean, just the, the things, the negative, like... I just want to say, and I, I think kind of, I know, no, you're in agreement to this, but like, and I, I'm similar to what you're saying in terms of, like, I don't hate, hate this film. Uh, I, I this is still better than a lot of, it's better than Dirty Dancing. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> it's on the poster. So, oh, like, oh, I Jedi. So better than Dirty Better dancing. than Dirty Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, the, the ones that we absolutely hate, like, the, the moments that are just terrible, alright? Um. <laughs> We've got wizard, layer in space, <laughs> <laughs> broom kid, <laughs> broom kid. We've got BB-8 controls uh, at at or whatever it is. Um, oh. What else was there? Everything
1: oh. on the casino planet. Everything Harry Potter with chase, the yes, and they that get caught.
0: Yeah, well, did you realize that was Justin Theroux,
2: Colin? Did you?
1: No, um, you know what's funny? Because I knew he was supposed to be in the movie, and I was looking for all the cameos, and then as that scene was coming up, I'm like, is that the guy from The Artist? <laughs> and it was only afterwards <laughs> I realized it was.
0: Um There was something else I that, that I, oh, I... I do not like Rose. I think I'm the only one here. I cannot stand Rose. And she, she gets worse okay. on a second viewing. Um, I thought she
1: got better, to be honest. We'll We'll, <sighs> we'll leave that conversation.
0: Uh, but, I mean, like, I'm just throwing some out there. And he, I mean, you touched on a lot. You haven't even touched my two major haters. Oh, no, Lando, uh, no, dead, uh, dead Admiral Ackbar... <laughs> Um, well, they're oh, all there too, but it's still not my dude. Well, the, the one that I, the, also the thing that I really hate too is the fact that, cause I remember walking out of this saying to Noah, they did not say, I've got a bad feeling about this. And you're like, oh, I think they did. And then kind of when I spoke to Josh the other day, he's like, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they did. And when I Googled it and I shared that article with you, basically fans have been questioning this and Ryan Johnson was like, oh, it's in there, but you just gotta find it. And I think it's currently like <laughs> the first scene when like Poe, Uh, And BB-8 And he says like Oh we've been in worse situations Than this before BB-8 Like So I think that's BB-8 says it in droid speak Because it's all
2: Hipster now
0: Um,
1: Oh I hate
2: that Just bullshit How about
1: no wipes In the movie too Like Star Wars is built on those Editing wipes Like the screen wipes Away to the next scene yeah there's like it takes. I counted. I think it's like forty five minutes in the movie before they use one, and they probably only use three the entire movie. And it's just so sporadic that it's like, what's the point? Either do Ran- it or don't. That's because random- they're not
2: wiping to anything because it's all set in two
0: <laughs> sets. <probably>. Yeah. R- <laughs> random thing too that I noticed like little things like the flashbacks pissed me off. the The bit where Ray's in the mirror is kind of it's visually great, but like when she's clicking her fingers, I'm like expecting oh, yeah. there to be some sort of song breakout or something like that. And the <laughs> one that the one that I turned to you know in the cinema too. and I said it's like lost. It's when when, um, Rose's sister falls down that thing, and it cuts to black. And then she opens her eyes, and it's like all silent. It just, it just feels weird. Yeah. Like, what well, am I watching that's, here?
2: That's I said this to you the other day. Is I mean, I didn't mind the flashback, so maybe we can get more into that. Just because it did give some story. um But one thing I said to you the other day is, this doesn't feel like a Star Wars film. This feels like. A season finale to a tv show like mm-hmm. like this is the star trek season four finale where oh no, the bad guys are chasing us until we run out of fuel and we're <laughs> having flashbacks and like yeah. uh, she's finally met her and then we're gonna pick up next season with broom kid like this doesn't feel like <laughs> well, feel like a whole film this feels like a season finale
1: and a, a yeah. good friend of the show billy garcia recently <laughs> wrote his opinion on the movie where he said bring back billy. Uh, this bring back billy yeah um he wrote that this is less of a Star Wars movie and more like five episodes of the Star Wars Rebels TV show <laughs> condensed into a movie. And he was somewhat defending the movie, just saying, you know, you have to expect it's going to be something different, but it's a valid point. It's it's like a TV show, uh, ex- it, like the storyline and everything, and then it, it's almost it's like it reaches the season finale. Where are they going to go from here? And it's yeah. not like we really get closure. And a lot of those editing tricks that we talk about... Uh, I can understand the whole snapping the finger thing. You know, it's similar like when Luke's in the cave. But think about the entire original Star Wars trilogy. We had one weird editing moment with slow motion or anything. And that was Luke in the cave with Vader. And then in the entire prequel trilogy, we had one moment like that. And that was Anakin with his dream sequence and everything with uh, um, his Padme giving birth. So six movies and we have two Kind of weird scenes like that. And I didn't even realize what was off. I knew there was something off with Rose's sister in that scene. But yeah, it's things like that. Like, you know, it's told from the point of view of her opening her eyes. And you're like, this isn't Star Wars. This is Ryan Johnson. And we needed a little bit more Star Wars and a little less Ryan Johnson.
0: You know, what we needed Colin. We needed the guy from. Um Clone Wars uh, at the end like, what will happen to our beloved yeah. heroes in the next movie? Who is Broomkid? Find out Colin, next time on Star Wars Episode 9 The Final Final Colin, Jedi
2: Did you watch Breaking Bad, Colin?
1: No, I've never seen it. Because oh, we uh, discovered this. Didn't Ryan we?
2: Johnson directed a few and we discovered he directed the episode Fly, which is kind of infamous because it's set it's, in the it's a bottle episode. <laughs> episode where two characters chase a fly for 40 minutes in one room and then we oh. saw that he directed fly and we're like ah that makes, it all makes, makes sense, sense. <laughs> it's all set in like one place and but he also directed like Mandias, which is one of the best episodes so but you know i was i was so on board for ryan johnson like to me jj abrams was too obvious like when they announced it but yeah. then Ryan Johnson like I loved Looper and I thought oh that's kind of more subtle so this could be a really good move for Star Wars. Um, but now I'm like bringing Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> like yeah I don't I, and I still don't hate Ryan Johnson. Um I'm sure he will do some great films in the future but I'm a little bit worried about this kind of spin-off trilogy now.
1: Well, well I'm a little it- less worried about the spin-off trilogy because I feel like this movie would work better as everybody's saying if it wasn't Star Wars. And in this spin-off trilogy that's going to be, like, something completely different and even set in a different galaxy, it would be okay to do stuff like this. And I think you could enjoy the movie more. It's just when you're seeing Jedi doing things that Jedi don't do, and I'm not even talking about, like, you know, a Jedi shouldn't marry or a Jedi shouldn't be angry. I'm talking about, like, uh, a Jedi shouldn't be able to teleport himself across the galaxy and change his physical appearance and touch a person in a droid. Oh. And Snoke <laughs> should not be able to flip people around and throw them across... You know, the bridge of a starship when they're in a completely different solar system. Things like that uh, well, don't fit this series.
2: You mentioned uh, it would be fine if it wasn't a Star Wars. I was thinking about this. Look, if you love this film, that's fine. I'm not going to say you're wrong or anything. I'm glad that you really enjoyed it. But I have to say, I'm just going to call out some people, is if this movie was not Star Wars, if this was a movie called Space Battles, <laughs> this would not be considered a good movie. Like... Yeah, it, almost purely because it has the word Star Wars and Luke Skywalker is in it that I feel a lot of people are, are heightening it. And that happens with all franchises and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm sure if some of the James Bond films weren't James Bond films and you took out the name, people wouldn't love them as much. But if this was not Star Wars, I don't think people would be saying this. People would be picking apart this a lot more, I feel.
0: Agree, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's it's interesting kind of... I mean, actually, yeah, we're going over things hate. I hate. Yeah, like, Snoke's death. Um, I mean... Oh. There's just... And, like, the, the the twist reveals, you know, like, the two things that we talked about between this and The Force Awakens, who are Rey's parents and who is Snoke. Well, they've basically been shat all over in this movie. Not to say that, again, we probably might get some more, hopefully, in episode nine if we don't get anything. I was saying this to Josh on the brink bit. I said, if we do not get anything in episode nine about Snoke, and that's it. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, that mm-hmm. will well, piss me off. And if we get nothing with talk- Ray's parents, that will piss me off.
2: Well, let's talk about these two moments, and uh, maybe, Colin, you want to jump in, but seeing as you brought them up, we might as well actually talk about something rather than listing the things. Yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, you want my opinion? I okay. definitely got some
2: opinions, but I just wanted to hear what...
1: <laughs> well, with, with Snoke uh i I agree we do need some explanation for him and it's not even so much oh there was so much build-up with him because i feel like with star wars people pick apart everything and they get expectations set up that it's impossible to meet uh and phasma is a good you know well i'm not gonna (laughs) phasma i think it was partly you put her on the poster and fans are going to assume more but little things like that fans assume they're going to get something and I think with both Snoke and Ray's parents, the fans maybe made it a little bit bigger than it was ever intended to be. But with Snoke, you do need something because you need to explain who is he, where does he come from? Is he a Sith? If he's a Sith, how did he exist if there were only two of them? Uh, yeah. If he's not a Sith, how did he learn the Force? These are all things you can tell later on. Like We were asking you know, questions about Luke in The Force Awakens and his relationship with Kyle Ren, and we got it answered this time, but if they're jumping ahead 10 years, which is the... I'm not even going to say the obvious choice. It's probably the only way to tell this movie because they're basically saying the only way for this rebellion to be rebuilt is with the next generation, and we got to wait for them to be old enough that you know they can do more than s- sweep the floor. Um, <laughs> but we're we're in this position where it's like now you're 10 years later, and Kylo Ren is the supreme leader. Why would anybody bring Snoke up in a conversation? So. There's just a lot of decisions they made with this trilogy that's going to make it hard to tell stories. With Ray's parents, though, I'm going to completely disagree because I like that they said I, – I, they may even go ahead and say Kylo Ren was making that up. And there is some big twist behind it, which I think is another possibility because Kylo Ren's just yeah. saying what he needs to say. This is the same guy who knew nothing about the girl when the movie started, and all of a sudden well, he it, knows her it, but it, parents –
2: it should be noted that when, I mean, obviously I wasn't alive and Ben wasn't, and I don't think Colin was, but I don't yep. actually know how old Colin is. Um, but it should be not noted that old. a lot of people thought Darth Vader was lying in Empire Strikes Back. James uh, Earl Jones
1: when... did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, like that's definitely a possibility that it's a lie, because yeah. a lot of people thought that when it first came out.
1: So. Well, and it's the way that he kind of blows it off, too. It's like, you know, your parents didn't care about you. He mentions that once, and then a few minutes later, he mentions it again. But if that is all there is to it, I'm still happy with that. For one, because I think this is something that fans have blown out of proportion and It was never intended to be. There's nothing in The Force Awakens that says, Rey's parents matter. There's only things in The Force Awakens that imply there's something about Rey that matters, and we don't know what. And if her parents are nothing, in a way, that's one of the things I think they did right about this movie, is that they show this whole battle is going to be fought between Kylo Ren and Rey. You have Kylo Ren, who comes from everything, the most powerful bloodline the Force has ever had. His mom basically runs the Republic. You know, his dad and his uncle saved the galaxy multiple times. His uncle is the lone surviving Jedi Knight. He's the prized pupil. He comes from everything. Ray, the opposite side of that, the light side, because Snoke even says there's going to be like, if when you rose, I knew that an equal to you would rise on the light side, that she would come from nothing. So if that's all there is to it, I'm still happy with that because I think it strengthens Rey as a character to be the underdog.
0: I get that, and I, I absolutely get your point about like, yeah, maybe it has been exp- brought up expectations a lot, and, like, I, I understand that, but I just, I, I wouldn't be happy with it because it's like, well, why is she, like, the best at everything? Like, that's kind of, like, a big thing in, like, The Force Awakens where, like, she can speak droid, she can fly the Millennium Falcon, she can do this, she can do that. Like, it's just, it to me, it's just so kind of dumb that yeah. this is just random farm girl from Jakku who is the Swiss Army knife of the galaxy. And it's just kind of, I just don't like that. And, like, I'm not expecting it to be, like you know, the obvious ones of Luke is obi is whatever. Like, I, I I never bought into those <laughs> theories. I kind of watched this movie thinking we were going to get the reveal that she was the long-lost daughter of Han and Leia, because it's kind of with how they were doing it. But, like, or I the just,
1: reincarnated Anakin or something. Yeah,
0: but, like, you know, I just feel <laughs> there's got to be something. Like, we get Shmi's long-lost slut husband. He's, like, you know, she at it lost, again.
1: Shmi. <laughs> um, <laughs> bring back Shmee. Hashtag bring back Shmi. But um, a perfect but, like, example of how... I was just gonna say a perfect example of how fans blow this out of proportion is you brought up the Obi Wan theory that when JJ Abrams basically shot down every theory that was out there, fans are like, Well, they have Obi Wan speaking to her, so it must be him. I watched that movie many times. Yoda speaks in that scene too, so is she Yoda's yeah. daughter? Like but, but that but that, is, to,
0: but that even to me though, like kinda adds that she needs to be more than just junk trader's daughter because when she gets those visions, it's like these are your first steps. Like I I've never bought into yeah, the Obi Wan theory Ever.
1: But, what was Anakin? Anakin was nothing. Anakin came from... He no was
2: money. immaculately conceived. But there was who no father. But the... that's the thing. It
1: has nothing to do with her parents. It could just be, you know, how she's born or, or what she is and not who she comes from.
2: I,
0: I mean, I get that. Um, but, I mean, who was who was the Darth Plagueis or whatever when they tell that story in Revenge of the Sith about that? And that was kind of the rumor that that was Anakin. Whatever. But, like, the thing, too, I'll just quickly say about Snoke is that... Um, it's just too random for him to just be nothing more because, it like, even like you would argue that Darth Maul, and I know Darth Maul kind of gets explored more in, outside of the Phantom Menace, but he's at least kind of given a bit of explanation in the Phantom Menace. Like, this is my new apprentice. He's this. Do they?
1: Well, they do. They least... give him any more than Snowcast? But, but what yeah, do but they say about Snow? We just I mean, get you grand. Don't really
0: need it for him, do you? But we we don't really. Well, maybe it's called the Phantom Menace, I guess. So, but like, I, I well, guess. That's it... But, uh, is it? I've always thought it was Maul. I'm dumb.
2: Anyway. Uh, oh, <laughs> to me, Darth Maul has always just been we, the James Bond henchman. Like, think about it, We don't know head. nothing
1: about where Palpatine came from either. So does but, it hurt but, that we don't know anything about Palpatine's background? He, he,
0: he didn't no, get killed we, in the second episode with nothing at all, though. Well,
1: no, got I killed feel like we have a lot Palpatine. All seen was one hologram like in, scene of him.
2: Yeah, but he's in the Senate. Uh, uh, are you talking about the original? The so? original trilogy, yeah. Okay, but they were calling that episode 5 at some point, so you kind of... They're not calling this episode 11 and we're like, oh, it's alright, they'll go back and do episode 10. Well, 10. But,
1: Brian Johnson's trilogy may be episode yeah. negative 1 through 3. <laughs>
2: That's um, through one. Ben, did you finish up? Or uh, yeah, I'm just ranting. I, you, you, I should stop. Uh, <laughs> so <you> well, don't. <laughs> firstly, Colin, I think you're being a bit too hard on the fans here. I get what you're saying about how in Force Awakens yeah, it was kind of a bit like overdraw, they barely they had like one flashback where they're leaving her, like bye, on their little spaceship. And um, but one of my biggest, probably the, the worst thing about the script, other than a big factor I'll get to later, which will be a whole other discussion, is this film did a terrible job of. They played this up. They milked this for all it's worth. They kind of, they screwed with the fans pretty much. Oh yeah. Yeah, The Force Awakens, they barely mention it. But here, every single second line is, but you will find out who your parents are. And even if this was a TV show or something, this is a bad way of delivering a twist. Like, if this was, you know, Arrow or some other bad TV show, I would be criticizing this as well. It's not just, let's hate on this movie. That's a bad writing thing too. Mm-hmm. constantly bring up oh who are your parents just to give it extra punch it didn't give it extra punch for me it annoyed me because it's like well if you're going to hype this up just to make it be like oh no that's, that's just messing with me um, and you didn't do that so- you
0: didn't need to do that in the original trilogy the the whole shock factor of Luke I'm your father is we got a few references to his father oh yeah he was killed by Darth Vader okay fair enough uh, and then like boom he's a big plot twist like yeah like you don't oh. need
1: to constantly reference it Even outside of that, this entire movie was just about teasing the fans. Like, you take the entire climax with Luke there. It's all about, let's get a surprise out of the audience. Let's get the audience to think one thing's happening and it's something completely different. And it's so funny now, I think back to, you know, a week or two ago, Ben, when we did the the preview episode or even a few months ago when the trailer came out and we were saying it's very clear in the promotion for this, that they're just trying to toy with the fans to make them think something's going to happen. It's the opposite. Who would have known that the entire movie would be built on just trying to surprise fans, which unfortunately is one of the things that ruins it on a repeat viewing because once Mm. you've had these surprises spoiled for you, these aren't twists where it's like, that's a powerful moment, you know, Darth Vader's Luke's father and you could see the dramatic reaction it's, to- it's not toying with the characters, it's toying with the audience. So, like, when you know Luke's not there at the end, you watch it a second time and you don't care.
2: Agreed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I get what you're saying about Force Awakens, but here they did a terrible job. Every single character was saying, you'll find out who you're... Pe-. They had a whole mirror sequence just about her finding a mirror sequence in the big black hole. Ooh. Um, so... You know, there's still a chance that that was a lie and we will find out she's a Skywalker or something. I was fine with it, I guess. I just didn't like the way it was played. Um, but maybe because she's so good at everything, we'll find out that, oh, she was actually the chosen one that was in the prophecy, and it wasn't Luke or Anakin. It was always Rey that they were talking about. I don't know. And Ewan McGregor um, comes back, you are the chosen one! You would the bring balance to the floor <laughs> In my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Um, Do you like sand? On to to Snoke. Um, One problem I feel this trilogy will have is I think they probably should have had one writer or like one core writer for this whole trilogy. I'm sure there was a team. Uh, I 100% guarantee there was a team. And there's that woman, I'm forgetting her name now, who kind of runs the whole show.
0: Kathy Kennedy. Minnie
2: Mouse. Yeah, she's KK. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but, uh, so I feel like they really need this core block because we came out of the cinema and we just felt, it feels like they, it's almost like Ryan Johnson had something out for JJ Abrams or something. Cause it just, with Snoke and Ray and everything <laughs> going on. And Phasma and everything—it just felt like, oh well, I didn't really like what they did with that. I'm going to do my own thing here. Oh, bye, bye, uh, Snoke. Oh, Ray, nah, that was nothing. Don't worry about it. Um, Phasma, nah, she's gone. Like it, it just—it feels very inconsistent between the films. And I know that the originals have a bit of that. Like Obi-Wan, well, from a certain perspective, I was telling the truth <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but it was still George of Lucas.
0: Uh, you mean me? Uh- um, <laughs>
2: Like it or not, George Lucas was there as a constant throughout the whole yeah. thing. Um, and he so, wanted to
1: be for this, too. Like, he, he, It's not like he yes. wanted to control the movies. He said, I'll be your advisor. I'll be the guy who understands how these things work and I'm like, your quality checker. And they're like, no, see ya. Uh, they just
0: hold up a picture of Jar Jar. No, George. Yeah. <laughs> just no. You know,
2: it's understandable why they would think that, but I wish he was somewhat involved. But anyway, Snoke, yeah, there was a moment watching this I thought I was so sure he was the Emperor. Um, I thought, well, he's so deformed and that because he survived that big blast or something, which I would have hated. I'm glad they didn't see yes. Um But, you know, a lot of people's uh, kind of defense on Snoke getting killed is oh, well, people complained The Force Awakens was just a rip-off, so it would have been the exact same as the original trilogy if Snoke became the big bad guy in the final one. And, you know, there's, there's some merit in that argument, but I don't care if that kind of thing is similar, that trend... If he's a good, interesting villain, like, it's still not the Emperor. Yeah, there's similarities. But I really thought this film was leading up to a final Snoke-Kylo Ren final lightsaber duel. Or someone Snoke final lightsaber duel. And, you know, it would have been like Yoda where we get to see this cool kind of CGI lightsaber duel. And I'm like, this guy's going to be awesome. And then maybe they kill him at the end. But, and even from the get-go, I remember thinking, well, he was like this big image in the first one. But, oh here we are, we're just meeting Snoke straight away. Like, they just went up to him in his cool little... Like, that set was amazing, and the red guards were amazing, but it was kind of just like, oh, well, I guess they're not hiding Snoke anymore, he's just talking... Because we even theorised, oh, maybe Snoke's like a tiny little midget or something, it's like (laughs) the man behind the curtain.
1: Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain! (laughs)
2: Yeah, um... So it's Warwick Davis. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Warwick Davis. Um, but then we're just seeing him. And he was, and I was not a Snoke fan in the original. I remember in our first episode, we complained about Snoke. We're like, oh, that looks goofy. I loved him in this, uh, this one. Great. I'm like, yeah. he was really good. And I was getting excited. I was getting pumped. And then they just kill him, which you guys have already talked about. And if we don't learn more... But it's also at the point where I want to learn more. But now I'm just like, well, who even really cares at this point they've just kind of imagine if he was like this big bad in number nine and he was like going around destroying everything and yeah they need to explain it and not in issue 19 of star wars the side stories comic book um in 10 years or something but it was so frustrating just want
0: to quickly jump in, Colin, Sorry I don't know if you're say it, but the one thing I did, which, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, is Colin on the rewatch that improves in the scene where he dies, is just the dialogue, because it's kind of like, if you actually listen to what Snoke's saying about the how, like, I can envision your move and how you're about to slide, like, yeah. everything he's saying is what Kylo Ren is going to do to Snoke, but you obviously assume he's, you know, seeing, foreseeing it, like, as I initially thought, like, well, that's kind of dumb, how does Snoke not foresee what Kylo Ren's about to do? But he kind of does, because he explains it. the wrong person. Word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then it's then that's kind a, of but
2: clever. It's no dumb, though. It's well, like, it,
0: yeah, I agree, but it's no. just, it's on a rewatch, it does kind of make that seem like... like it,
2: that was kind of annoying, because they like... build him up to be all-powerful, and they're like, oh, I can connect you two, which we'll get to, because I loved all that connection force stuff. That was amazing. But then it's like, I can do all this stuff. I'm so powerful. <laughs> there goes the lightsaber. Oh, I wasn't when looking. I like... If only I turned to the left. Like
1: I like that, because, you know, it's... <laughs> It's said even in the original trilogy, uh, I love the the scene with Emperor and Luke meeting the first time, and Luke says to the Emperor, your overconfidence is your weakness. And that was true. I mean, the Emperor was too overconfident in the power of, uh, you know, the Empire against the rebels and too overconfident in his hold over Vader. So it makes sense that that would be kind of the dark side's uh, Achilles heel. That's their kryptonite is they have this overconfidence. And That's what I took away from it watching it the second time. The first time I was just like, is Snoke just really that powerful? And then you're surprised. And I expected that would be like Luke's appearance at the end where when you watch it a second time, it's hurt because it was all just about surprising the audience. But the dialogue does save it because you realize Snoke going down is more about showing the overconfidence, which we even see in Kylo Ren at the end.
2: So are you saying, Colin, the key to ruling the galaxy is just be humble?
1: Be humble, yes. Like Hitler,
2: (laughs) just if only you were humble. Yeah. Stop being so confident.
1: Can can I point out um, this is a my, we don't even have to have a discussion on this, but uh, I know if I had a pen and paper, I would have picked up more at the time, but there's probably a handful of real plot holes. Like people misuse the word plot hole. but there's a handful of like real plot holes in all the Star Wars movies that simply can't be explained. I, I mentioned on the, I think some of the other episodes when people say it's a plot hole that Uncle Owen doesn't recognize Three Peel. That's like saying you don't recognize your dishwasher twenty years later. Uh, when people say you know <laughs> that it- it's a-, a plot hole because this person doesn't know this person, you know, those things are explainable. But if they can track people through hyperspace hyperspace is about a route, like Han Solo even says in the original, it's, I need a few minutes to get the coordinates from the the, the NAVA computer. You're not just flying in a direct path. Your computer is directing you at this super speed all over the place. Tracking them through hyperspace only works if you know where they stop. And yet, the, the first order can come out of hyperspace five seconds after the resistance do. So how is that possible? Because you're tracking them, you don't know where they're going until they get there. It's just
0: it's, isn't that the plot, though? I'm not trying to defend this, but like, isn't that kind of the point where they say that's impossible, they can't track them, but that's the big twist? Like, they've worked away. No, to do this? No, but what I'm saying
1: is, they're saying you can't track somebody in hyperspace, and like, well, we can. We have a tracking system if somebody's in hyperspace, but logically, you won't know where they're going. It's kind of like, you know, if I put... Well, think about when Obi-Wan puts the, the tracking signal on Boba Fett's ship, right? He knows where Boba Fett's going, and it's the same thing there. Until Boba Fett comes out of hyperspace, how does Obi-Wan know where he's going, so how does he know where to follow him to? You can't just program True. your ship and say, follow this, this ship, you know? It, and when did it, it they invent this? In high-
2: this film is set like, straight well, after. Why weren't well, they using Obi-Wan this last it, time? It, it on... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like... Did they just finish this just then, like the scientist who works for the First Order? (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't have this during the planet stuff with the Death Star, but I've just finished it. I'm so excited to show this off. I know Ray's off to find Luke, but I've just finished it. So this is an exciting time for us.
0: The one that really gives me the shits with the plot holes is like, and I guess kind of this kind of comes down to just Finn and Rose's pointless storyline. It's just, it's the over-dramatisation of just like, you know, Laura Dern's character keeping secrets from Poe and Poe keeping secrets. Like, can they not just go to each other? Can Like, from the get-go, all she needs to say to Poe is, like hey, so we're going to go on these escape pods. They're cloaking, so they won't be able to find us. So let's all get on them, and then we can all get away. Rather than Poe having to go behind back and get this and get that and do this and do that. Because that's a plot hole too. That, that yeah. essentially is what gets them caught, is getting Benicio Del Toro. If like they do not get him, they're not going to get caught. They go off to Salt Planet. They go behind the door and they have a party. Like, I mean, and how does it make sense is? for that is
1: her to keep a- it from him so much that she's willing for certain people to die or to mutiny. mutiny. All you gotta say is, "Hey, we actually do have a plan. I'll fill you in on it if you want in private." It's not. They try to say, "Well, it's not about the glory." She put everybody's lives in jeopardy by keeping this secret for no reason whatsoever.
2: Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and then she's lauded as a hero, but um, which is a good sequence. But yeah, this and this whole sequence is so rushed and so like not interesting. Like Pope is. Uh, Not allowed on the bridge, but then he's taking over. But then Leia's back and Laura Dern's taking over. And it's just back and forth, back and forth. But I just feel like maybe we're going to get issue 48 of the Laura Dern Hodo comic book, (laughs) where we learn about how she has trust issues because of her ex-husband or something like that. And now she doesn't want to tell people things or like, it's just, it's, you know, Rogue One was a film that pretty much cleared up a plot hole. (laughs) I feel like now we need... Like episode 7.5 to clear up why she is so dumb.
0: I want to see the relationship between her and Leia because there's definitely chemistry between those two. Those That's, two are more what? than friends.
1: We, let's, <laughs> let's touch on that because you did mention what was that article about the LGBT, yeah, no
0: LGBTQIZSY characters? Like Leia and Laura Dern.
1: <laughs> no, I see. I have a complaint about because apparently, Laura, I think it was Laura Dern or somebody else at Lucasfilm said that her character is supposed to be the first. Uh, bisexual character in Star oh, Wars, but there was something that was written in a novel, and it's like one line, you know, whatever that you read. That's like, kind of like
0: putting the B- a R- law style of crap. Of all, oh, she's actually oh, a lesbian. Come on, Chewie <laughs> is thing. definitely
1: bi. <laughs> <laughs> we know three PO and R two. Uh, That's a different, <laughs> who, different like, thing. But
0: why is it? Even, no, here's like, the thing, who,
1: though. Why does it matter? It d- It does bother me that people say that should be in the movie because it's the same reason when people are saying there should be a love story in The Force Awakens and even in this, there's no love story in this. Like, you have this brief moment with Finn and Rose at the end, but even that's not a love story. Star Wars was never about love stories. You have Han and Leia and that's it. Anakin and Padme is not a love story at all. It's actually the opposite. And I'm okay with a trilogy that doesn't have two characters hooking up. And it's funny because... When I saw the movie the first time, and Ben and I commented on this about you know, some of the chemistry between uh, Kylo Ren and Ray, yeah. I feel like it really plays that way when you watch it the first time. But when I watch it the second time, you don't get the same thing. And it's the same thing with um, the way that Poe uh, introduced himself to Ray at the end. I remember groaning when I saw it the first time. Like, oh, are they going to try to do some love story between them? And then when I watched it the second time, like, it really doesn't play that way at all. So I think that part of it is just... Kind of like I was saying with Rey's parents, with Snoke, you go into it with these expectations, every movie has to have a love story, and you start looking for it where it's not there. But Star Wars shouldn't have stuff like that. That's not what it was ever about.
2: Yeah. Can we just talk about... I'm I'm still shipping uh, Poe and Finn. I think they have the best chemistry, and <laughs> that's what we were saying. We're like, oh, yeah, why not? They're actually um, not together in this animals. movie, are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, but just on this kind of Laura Dern... Lordan- being an idiot thing. Um,
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> Aww. We, were, we titled we, our. If we did this, so like con- 007, we titled our episodes just on this Laura Dern being an idiot thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we were trying to figure out well, was there a reason for going to this planet, or was it all just her not speaking up? And it's I'm so conflicted on it because uh, this kind of mission to the planet is so pointless, but it's also kind of the only planet we get other than Big Door Planet. Oh, um, no Planet. And, yeah, so this mission, which is so unnecessary, the entire, but the other, and I'll get to one bit that I absolutely hated so much, but this whole mission is unnecessary, but it's also really the only planet we get. And this is really the only sense of adventure in this entire film. And Star Wars is built on a sense of adventure. Um, One of my biggest criticisms of Revenge of the Sith, and I like Revenge of the Sith, is that it's kind of set over, like, one week or something and it's all or even one night or something and it's all kind of just one big thing that's happening and you know it is what it is people love that personally I like a kind of sprawling adventure and this film completely like Force Awakens nailed it on the head they had that sense of adventure that Star Wars has Um, and this was the only kind of sense of adventure we got in the is Finn and Rose and it was dumb like yeah it was boring it was boring, but also, you know, if it was just boring and that was it, then whatever. But it was also boring and bad because, mm-hmm. um, can we talk about the fact that, all right, I just, there's two major things, I, issues I have here is, or maybe I'll just talk about everything about this planet and we can talk about this planet. Yeah. So number one, that horse chase is probably the worst thing in Star Wars history. Uh-huh. And this, this is completely out of, I'm not sure your opinions on the Hobbit, Colin. I liked the Hobbit but this is straight out of the worst parts of The Hobbit. Over CGI, yeah. unrealistic, and I know Star Wars unrealistic, that's oxymoron to even say that, but just them being chased by spaceships, escaping from prison on horses, with it just looked bad, they were running up heels, it was just cringeworthy, it was the, the worst parts of The Hobbit brought into Star Wars. So that was one thing I hated. Number two, I actually didn't mind the planet, but... It wasn't that interesting, but it was kind of cool to see like gambling casino planet. But we should have seen more like Moss Eisley type characters in there. I felt. Um, but the other issue is, I haven't rewatched really this film, but my understanding is they got arrested because they illegally parked on the beach. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Which this I didn't not... pick
0: up the first time. You told me that, and the second time I'm like, holy crap, that's dumb.
2: <laughs> yeah, like this. These this ties in with them escaping and being chased by the horses. Is that the people chasing them are not the first to order. This is like the Monte Carlo security guards. Like, if they just parked, were then allowed to park, which I'm sure they've got docking bays on this planet, and just dressed up a bit, none of this would have happened. They got yeah, arrested about, and had to escape because they illegally parked.
1: How about you're arrested because you're at a black tie event in the most exclusive <laughs> casino in the galaxy, and your clothes are ripped, and you don't have deodorant on, and you haven't showered in a yeah, week. Like, there's a reason to arrest them.
2: And we don't yeah, serve like droids here. The, we don't take them out. Like <laughs> the boss of the casino is like, looking at cameras, like a typical casino movie or something. Like, who are those characters? Get them out of here or something. But yeah, And then the, the third issue is, I love Justin Thoreau. It's cool that he was in the movie. I've got a bit of a man crush on Justin Thoreau, But this whole plot of he was the one they were supposed to get, and this whole... Then they get in prison, and Benicio Del Torre, he's a great actor. He did the best he could with the role. Honeymoon! And all that jazz. But his character is not even the one they're supposed to be getting, and he, ma- yeah. he's he got this magic golden thing, and he escapes from prison, and then he comes up with this ship at the nick of time to save them. Oh, no, it's not my ship. And I thought there would be a plot twist of, oh, we'll see, it's actually Lando's ship he stole or something. So they're trusting this guy who they weren't even supposed to get and who escapes and steals a ship and they get on board with. Like, this guy's not even... Like, what a convenient thing that we also got locked in with a safe cracker. Like, not the one we wanted, but also there's one that's helping us. It's just everything about this, I'm sorry. Like, there was not a single good... And then there's, like, random kids as well. And, you know, no one wants kids in movies. Um (laughs) So, I, I'm, yeah, I don't know if my such a negative, <laughs> negative Nancy, but if this was any other movie or Star Wars, every bit of this sequence does not work. And it's riddled with. And I don't know if it's because I had to rush this scene, uh, this film with riding or what, but every single thing, including the horses, which was my least favorite part of the entire movie. So there, i have done with all the that planet <laughs> stuff. I'm sorry, I had to get all of that out of it. It's completely unnecessary. They didn't need to be there. Damn you, Laura Dern.
0: That is a scene that gets <laughs> worse. That is a scene that gets worse on a rewatch. Uh, that whole oh, yeah, sequence. I want to um, rewatch it just because
2: of that sequence. That's when I'm this- going to go
0: to the toilet. And <laughs> so The thing that's kind of interesting too is that um, that there's, there's no like memorable aliens. Like, I mean, say what you will about the prequels, but you remember kind of the side aliens and that from the planets and things like that. Like, you just don't remember any of these sort oh, of yes. random. <laughs> Ah! Oh, exactly! Newton Rune! Um, but like, um, yeah, it's just, uh, and like, I, I don't like the whole side plot, and like maybe this just comes out of my dislike or, I'm gonna say hatred of Rose, but like, oh, look closer. Can you see that there's like slave kids, and this is all because oh, of the wealth sad. of the First Order? And it's like, well, then what does it make sense when they steal this ship? And, oh, but they're also supplying ships to the, the resistance as well. So it's like, oh, no, it's, you know, what is this? Which there's no
1: sp- payoff for.
0: Social commentary of the way the world works. That like, you know, these military machines are paying money to ISIS, but they're also providing stuff to US guys. Ga- I don't know. It's just
2: dumb. And I hate Social this commentary. Whole- don't trust Benicio Del Toro. Uh,
0: like, look, I would say, the thing I will say about Benicio Del Toro, on a rewatch, like he actually improved to me just into... I mean, he's just such a great actor that he's going to own the scene. I think we said that in a spoiler one. And like, I kind of like... I hope that we get revisited of him in part nine because it's kind of... It's an interesting sort of I way they leave might. him off. So I kind of think that I'd like to see him again. But, like, yeah, it's just... Uh, just the whole stuff and Rose. And I'm blaming Rose. I'm not blaming Laura Dern. Fucking Rose. Ugh.
1: Um... I actually found that Rose got better on a second viewing except for that whole scene of, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the the children as slaves and stuff like that. Because even just an audience member who has sat through seven movies prior to this, you feel bad for little boy Anakin who is a slave. Yippee! You feel bad for, you know... Uh, the Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru who get burned alive, which would have been funny to see, by the way. But <laughs> uh, just because they they took an adopted child. You don't feel bad for a bunch of faceless kids that are working on this rich planet. I mean, it's just, you don't identify with them. They're not characters. It's one of the reasons I hate the last scene so much because they're not a character in the movie you care about. And you know nothing about them. You know nothing about this world. And just having one line... It does nothing but make the audience think. Of, there are bigger problems in this galaxy right now, Rose. Like, how about the <laughs> fact that the Last Jedi Knight is this, you know, reclusive hermit who's you know doesn't want to have anything to do with anybody or uh, sucking on nipples. Leia, yeah, Leia is dying, and uh, you know the the entire Republic. Imagine if every single government in the world suddenly collapsed overnight. And you're worried about a bunch of kids who are, you know, having to, uh, I don't know, feed horses and shovel some hay. I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about them. <laughs> and, and, what it's and this whole casino planet. Also the thing with, um, you know, them dealing the, as soon as they introduced that in the movie, it's like, well, they supply the rebel ships too. I'm like, well, there's something interesting they could do. They could go somewhere that, kind of like an Iron Man, right? What is the conflict now? Yeah. But they go nowhere with it. It's one mention, Uh, And just everything on the planet, like you mentioned the aliens, I do find that the aliens are an improvement over what we saw in The Force Awakens. Because The Force Awakens, even less interesting as far as the aliens we saw, like on Moz's planet and everything. Um, And that is the biggest thing that these movies are missing from, oh, (laughs) Moz, my least favorite character in Star Wars history.
2: Can we just say she did not need to be in this and she sucked in no. both these films. That's it for Mars. The
0: yeah. only bit I want to say Nothing that I, I say. kind of laughed at the... I, I agree with... Cause I'm not going to defend Mars, but I did like that scene when they like, oh, is he good at everything? And she's like, oh, he's good at everything. And just to look
1: at Finn's face, like, what? <laughs> like, like, this and it, how how does Finn have fun? her number? He's not <laughs> even really barely introduced to her in the first one and they flee the planet right away. Finn has been unconscious the whole time. An uh, po interesting Po's story never for another time. Well, the only person who potentially would have had her <laughs> contact information, who would have her on Messenger or Skype or <laughs> her cell phone number, would be Han Solo, and he's dead. Or Chewy, and Chewie's with Rey. So it just makes no sense that Poe and Finn can somehow call her up in the middle of her fight event. And why she's answering the uh, phone? Everyone's Anyways, got her
0: I- number in the galaxy. It's on all the toilet stalls uh, and all the. I'm just rich gonna go off hives. a long rant if
1: I keep talking about her, but um, <laughs> no. The, the problem is, is that this interesting idea about selling, you know, arms to both sides, they never explore it. The aliens we see, there are an improvement, but why can't we get an extra skin tone? Like every alien is like a dark gray that we see. And that's one of the reasons why I think we're not getting a lot of character out of these things because they're all so dark and you can't see anything. That's and- racist, Colin. <laughs> Stop talking about their skin color. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you're the one who hates Rose. Don't. Well, Hang on I'm joking I know you don't hate her because she's got black hair <laughs> <laughs> but Don't make me
0: mention also- the G word again <laughs> Colin
1: gets it Download the yeah, Clone Wars it'll be, on, it'll be on the best of episode <laughs> um, But like the humor in this too, if we can talk about that, because uh, I mean, there's nothing else I could say about this. Nothing gets better about the the casino planet on a second viewing, other than the music that plays there. I love that part of the soundtrack. I think it's great. I love the music, but um, this this entire sequence is just so boring and so pointless, and nothing happens, and it goes nowhere, which we talked about in the other one. You know, there's no payoff for this, and it actually just sets them back. So on a repeat viewing, you're even less invested in it because you know that they fail completely at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just... Ah, I, 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 and again, I, I think I enjoyed this movie more than either of you did, and I just can't get over how bad this section of the movie is. And it, Are we also missing not having these cliffhanger endings that this this entire series was founded on? The yeah. idea that you're in this situation, how do you get out of it? The closest thing we have to that here is they're riding on horseback and, oh, they literally come up to a cliff. But then it's just over like that. It's, just, it's completely pointless. And Benicio Del Toro, the stutter is what ruins it. If there was no stutter, I think that this stands as, like, one of the few really interesting characters in this movie because he is such a good actor. But every time he stutters, I'm just like, just shut up. I can't take it. Yeah, I hate the stutter too.
2: Can we? You mentioned the humour. Now, this is the number one thing on the top of things. I didn't like list. I mean, it's not in order, but this is up the top in big bold. Um, I remember thinking The Force Awakens the humour was a bit too much and it was a bit eh. But looking back it is at least Star Wars for the most part, and people were laughing in the cinema. This film, there was one or two bits that people laughed at, and that is not an exaggeration. I'm being well, completely serious. I mean, I'm we glad had a different
0: to last night screening with random bogan guy who laughed at everything.
1: <laughs> I will say like Ben and I talked about the differences of the crowd. The crowd I was at, people were laughing hysterically at every bit, but I just don't feel well, like that's a
2: freaking idiots then. Yeah,
1: but then the thing is is that <laughs> yeah, you watch it a second. Maybe. Yeah. You watch it a second. You take like the moment with um the um the the opening with the, the I'm holding for General Hucks. <laughs> it's like it's funny but then it goes on and on and on and then when you watch yeah, it a manjo- second time you're like it just it doesn't work and that's yeah. we mentioned how the humor won't work on a second time because the first time you may be caught up and that's a funny moment you know bb-8 slams his head into is every the electricity flying everywhere but then on a the second viewing you're like it's just too over the top for the rest of this yeah, movie
2: this this humor is i didn't i laughed at a few moments that were genuinely funny, but. I was groaning. It wasn't even like, oh, that joke. I was literally groaning at almost every line. This is prequel level of, this is Jar Jar Binks level of humor. And again, that's not (laughs) an exaggeration either. Um, it was, and you know, I get what you're saying about the first line, but Star Wars does not need a yo mama joke. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it was funny. I'm holding blah, 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 blah. But, and the thing is this kind of, they made it seem like this would be a serious movie. Um, And, you know, you can't just have a completely serious movie. Um, You know, Star Wars is built on being fun and with humour. But even every single second line of Luke Skywalker, which we're going to get into all the stuff with Luke later, even all that is all jokes. And Ray, I think I said to Ben that they really should have played the Luke, Ray, Kylo, Snoke stuff straight, and then leave the humour for the Finn, Rose kind of mission, and even Poe. and th- even then, in their bits, the humour was just dumb and cringeworthy. Um, but there was just too much. It was like this was a parody at so- times. Like, this was Spaceballs, because every second line was a joke. And I get you can't have a complete serious movie. You need the Star Wars jokes. But this was too much. This was, hands. I said this in our reaction thing we did in the car park after. Is Which you were hear the down. end of I'm this like, episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that was absolute, without a doubt my least favorite thing about this entire movie the humor was terrible and it took me out of almost every single scene is, is there a single scene without dumb jokes in it like maybe there's yeah. one or two well
0: kylo I, you know, really funny doesn't have a laugh but <laughs> that's kylo
1: <laughs> well like empire strikes back i know people always say that's the darkest star wars and i always always make the argument it's the darkest star wars but it also probably has more moments of humor uh, or at least bigger humor moments, especially early in the movie, uh, than any other Star Wars movie, and that's to kind of counter how dark it is. I think they were under a false impression. This movies are because is it darker than the Force Awakens? Yes, but is it darker than even Attack of the Clones? No, it's not a dark movie. There's really no dark subject matter. I mean, the, the, the closest you get to this being dark is you know maybe the 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 stuff with uh, Ray and Kylo Ren before Snoke but that's like a five minute sequence. This is a very light movie. And even just in the tone and the story, y- if you had this amount of humor and it was th- revenge of the Sith, I get it. You're trying to lighten it a little bit, but this didn't need lightning. It was a light movie to begin with.
0: Um, just a few things. I think kind of, I think we had a good conversation. I think we really need to go over maybe a few positive things here just quickly. And we also got to rank them too. Um, I just want to say, just right oh, now though. I'm done with the negative stuff? Well, no. Uh, but I just, I just want to say because I think it deserves its own talking point. Um, Wizard layer in space. Like, come on. Mm. Just, you, no, don't defend this. Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. Colin. I'm not going
1: to defend it. What I'm saying is, <laughs> when it, when I first saw it, um, I I think I was just so excited. It's a lot like a lot of the Luke stuff you see at the end. And I mentioned how much, on a second viewing, I hate the overuse of Force powers that are just ridiculously over the top. On first viewing, I think I was just excited we're seeing Lady Leia use the Force. So it's like, wow, that's awesome. It's just like seeing Luke deflect every single blaster shot I'm like, wow, that's amazing, but it, like, if they had really had that in Could the movie, have I'd have trouble with it on a second viewing. So, I, I will just say, it was nice to see her use the Force when you really look at the sequence as a whole. I remember my brother laughing as soon as I was like, what? That was pretty cool. And then he's like, no, that wasn't. Like, five minutes later, I'm like, you know, that really wasn't very cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. Which layer, which flying layer I saw a meme of like her head posted on s- Superman's body or something. Was like, For look out above, what is it? <laughs> is, is it a plane is a bird no super leia um (laughs) you know i liked the that she could use the force but it should have been more subtle like it was in the force awakens um it was so cringy it was not star wars it was bad it looked she just grabbed
1: a broom or something that would have been enough
2: (laughs) well there's brooms in this movie so it was laughable (laughs) um but i don't have much to say else about leia other than I thought Carrie Fisher did give a good performance, and I'm not just saying that because she's dead. I did think sh- this was an improvement on The Force Awakens. Um, so for the most part, it's a net positive for her other than witch-flying Leia. But it's just, you know, she can't help being dead, but it is just sad the way this whole thing is going to play out. Because like, she was good in this film, and Episode Nine really should have been her movie. But, yeah, yeah the witch-flying stuff is just... If anyone defends that, you're an idiot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just, um, just... No. I'd love to hear the friends. No. Ah, uh, it just... Ah, uh, even... <laughs> I'm seeing the meme here of her head on Superman's body. I'm um, Superman, y'all! Um, uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, should we just open this up and positives, negatives go around? Because, I mean, I feel like we're i mean luke let's talk about him i guess uh we haven't even talked about the pogs the best thing about this movie well, um, I only have- no lightsabers i guess too which is really noticeable on a rewatch can i just point out
2: i only have two kind of big kind of negatives left to talk about but i can run through just not even talk about them too much my little ones if you guys want to chime in on them and then we can talk about the big one but um for me admiral akbar's off-screen death was just yeah appalling yeah. uh and I know I'm going to make so many en- enemies by saying this, but I think he should have said it's a trap, and then we see him die. But I know, I know, not one <laughs> else us that. But I would have liked that. But you know, you can't give Admiral Akbar an off-screen death. We were watching that, and we're like, "What? Admiral Akbar's dead?" I think we that out know I was bothered outside.
1: when they said Akbar and the rest of you know those on the bridge, <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> Did I miss something? Did it blink too long?
2: <laughs> I th- I think we actually I can't remember exactly, but we said like what? They gave it off
0: proactive. Well, what's his name? Um, um, the guy from I, I read a thing about what's his, what's his name? Snide Snidely Whiplash or the the guy from Lost who the pilot Snidely
1: guy?
0: Whip- Who's That's Snidely Whiplash. That's from Dudley <laughs> Do Right. Um, but, like that no, was Snidely his, Whiplash. What's his character's name? The, the, the guy from Heroes <laughs> Are Lost and. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the pilot dude, the fat guy, he's I know you're about. I yeah. know his name is slightly Whiplash. Wexler,
1: <laughs> fat fat Keanu Reeves as Jamie calls him. Anyway, apparently
0: he's actually if you see in the opening bit uh, when uh Billy Lord's like flying off the planet, apparently he's on that spaceship if you look carefully enough. And then apparently he's killed off screen But like we don't uh, care about Snardy Whiplash dying, like he's fine. He was Miles is dead. Miles.
2: But like,
0: you know, um, here's an bar
1: bullshit. <laughs> here's another problem you, I have with the movie. Okay. Uh, they had the opportunity with saying we have to, we know we have to pick up the second that Rey arrives and meets Luke, but we don't know how long it took for her to get there. They could have left the planet and then ha- picked up the movie in mid chase or something like that, and we didn't know what happened beforehand. But it doesn't explain why they sent all of their forces in the Force Awakens to take out Starkiller Base. And somehow they leave the planet with about 10 times as many ships yeah. <laughs> that were apparently unwilling to fight. And any of the ones who survived The Force Awakens are nowhere to be seen. Just, it makes no sense because why if you had all these ships that you're evacuating the planet and like, you know, 30 pilots. all oh, the bombers. Where were they on Starkiller Base? Like we right had three are. planes that survived. Yeah.
2: Survive? yeah. Um, a few of just of the little things I had as well. Ice dogs. They were straight out of Pokemon. Like, we yeah, don't need was... and they were dick ice dogs as well cuz they kind of yeah. turned on them <laughs> they <Yeah>. ran away <laughs> <laughs> cowardly ice dogs um uh what was the other one barely any mention of Han's death like yeah. i feel like they did There could have been so many emotional scenes with this like, i wanted a han funeral oh. but if at the very least some emotional scenes but i feel like they dropped the ball completely on the, such an important character's death
1: can can we at least agree though having Leia hug Chewie at the end that was hilarious yeah. knowing the criticism they got and even JJ Abrams admitted which get also medal. that's the, that's the reason <laughs> oh that would have been nice if the, well that he's got to save something for episode 9 uh, <laughs> that would have been uh, i think that's the reason why like when i had i don't know if anybody else had the same reaction when Poe was like hi i'm Poe i'm Ray. i know and it's almost like oh please don't tell me they're going to do a love story here but on the second viewing the reason why that didn't stand out to me as being oh we're trying to set up a love stories because it follows the Leia-hugging Chewie thing, I think what they realize is they're like, we have our main characters here, and for whatever reason, Poe and Rey have never been introduced to each other, so it's like they're obsessed with, our characters have to know who each other are. And having Chewie... Hugged by Leia, followed by Poe introduced himself to Ray, was like the last scene with all the heroes is just tying up all the loose ends that we think need to be explained before we move on with the movie. Which, of course, involves a Porg sitting on R2 D2's head, which that should have been the final. <laughs> shot I love of that the movie. shot.
0: I didn't <laughs> notice um, that in the watched.
2: <laughs> but it, it is kind of funny to think that these two haven't met each other after two whole movies. Um,
1: but do we need that, too? Because I was mentioning this to JD today. Not. Well, yeah, because look at Obi Wan and Padme when we start Attack of the Clones, they're like, oh, your old friend, Obi-Wan Kenobi, is like, oh, it's been far too long. In The Phantom Menace, they each have one line they say to each other in an entire movie. And that's yeah. only at the end of the movie, basically. Like, you don't need to have these characters. I'm Poe, I'm Ray. Just like we didn't need Rose to be like, you're Finn, the great hero that oh. I heard about 15 minutes ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: that's
1: dumb.
2: Just also, also mentioning R2-D2, like, I liked the scene. But R2-D2 and C3PO, like,
0: What's on. happened to his red arm? It makes no sense. Yeah. Like, he's got, got a full red full arm full. and now it's... Oh, I <laughs> bet you're wondering about my red arm. Ooh, I am, but we don't get to <laughs> find
1: about it. <laughs> <But> how-
2: <laughs> yeah, so the droid's like, screw BB-8. That thing oh. on the AT-AT was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in Star Wars since the horses. <laughs> Um, it's since, just, since m- yeah, maybe the kids will love it, but I just found it cringeworthy. And I like I fun like things, it. I want Admiral Ackbar saying it to trap. I'm not a complete serious Scrooge, but that was just not even fun. It was so screw BB 8. I'm sorry, I'm a traditionalist. Give us more R2 D2 and C3 PO. I and miss I like them BB-8
0: diving a the
1: week. But I, in this, it was just too much.
0: What I, what also I noticed, too, is the Phasma Finn battle, if you actually look in the background, BB-8's still shooting the shit out of the Stormtroopers. Like, if you actually look <laughs> at that scene, the Stormtrooper's like, dying, and you see these, ad, like, boom, boom, <laughs> and then I, I hate that bit when like, he kills uh, Phasma, and then you got Rose and BB-8, need a ride? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, it's just...
2: And the j- whole him saying, I've got a bad feeling about this, this is just, come on. Um, You know, I want to talk about Luke, but if we just talk about two other characters, you talked about it, Phasma. Um, you know, the battle was okay, but Hux and Phasma, I said this at the end of Force Awakens in that episode, I'm saying this now, they should have been the Tarkans. They should have been the, the villains yeah. of that film. And then they die, and then, you know, uh, in this one we get new villains, uh, and then they die, and then we get the next one, and we get, oh, double your efforts, guy. Um, that... Uh, I never felt they should be trilogy characters. They should just be the one-offs. Every Star Wars has these kind of one-off villains. Um, So Phasma was cool, but you guys already mentioned it in your other episode, Wasted Potential, and it was just so random and so tacked on. Like, we didn't even need... I wouldn't even ask any questions if we never saw her again, really. Um, And to me, Hux... I know some people are fans, but uh, to me, Hux is... um, You know... Colin bringing up the Hobbit for the second time, you know the guy in the Hobbit who's like the worm tongue type, yeah, guy? completely unnecessary guy who's just there to be a bumbling fool and is cringy. I'm sorry to be so negative, but to me Hux is the Binks yeah. <laughs> of the sequel trilogy. I do well, not that... like a single thing about him. I'm sorry.
1: I don't, I like I like Donald Gleason's delivery of some of this. The way he can bring humor to you. Know, a really over-the-top villain character, like, the the one moment that made me laugh with him was when, you know, obviously they had lost the Rebels, and it's like, uh, the Supreme Leader's calling for you. Good! I'll <laughs> take the call in my chamber. Like, <laughs> he has good delivery of humor for a kind of a humorless character. Yeah.
2: But for yeah. the Goonies, or something, not for The Last Jedi. We, like, we want
1: Hux in the Goonies, too. <laughs> he's a
2: good comic villain, but, like, Home Alone 5, or something, like, not the Last
0: Jedi. One thing I'll just quickly add, because uh, I think we'll get to a couple of positives and we'll maybe do our rankings here. Um, one thing like the prequels get us so much shit on is the acting, and they think it's like hammy and not good. I will say a rewatch, you notice that there's a lot of hammy acting in this movie. It's not like... I don't know. If it's just the dialogue. It's just kind of... feels so know, much- This is so much better than the prequel acting. I'm no, I'm, so not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that this is worse than the prequels, and I'm not saying that by any means, but like, I just felt like... You know, like, I mentioned about Hux being such a cartoon character. And, like, I, I agree with kind of what you're saying there, Colin, but there was just some dialogue in this film that even some of the stuff Mark Hamill's got to work with is just kind of, you know, like... Uh, it's it's not, not on prequels well, levels of sand bad and... I hate them! <laughs>
1: but, like, it's still
0: some stuff which I noticed on a rewatch. Like, really?
1: Hmm. I, I mean, my brother was saying to me... One of his biggest problems with this, he said it has the worst dialogue in Star Wars movie history. And people do have to separate (laughs) a difference between acting Mm -hmm. and dialogue. The dialogue in the prequels, maybe it's not easy to say and it doesn't roll off the tongue, but at least it had meaning. It meant something. When they were saying something, it it went somewhere. I kind of, other than the sand scene, (laughs) I kind of am in the middle with that because I think there are some scenes in this movie where the dialogue really is awful, but then there's other scenes where I'm um, like the dialogue's really fantastic. Like, I like uh, all the stuff between Ray and uh, like uh, Luke uh, talking about the Jedi where he's saying, like you know why the Jedi need to end and everything and he's going into you know the, the Jedi enabled Darth Sidious to take control. Uh, there is good stuff in this movie, but there's also some really bad dialogue. and, and again, I, I, I feel bad for Ryan Johnson. But at the same time, he's the only screenwriter credit on this movie. At least JJ Abrams had the common sense to say, let's bring a couple of writers together and work out a script here.
2: Can we just uh, touch on one final point before we get to the positives? Is um other than no lightsaber jewel, every star was new, you one at the end. I'm sorry. It's tradition. I like tradition. And I'm not even one of those fans who's like, Oh, I love the lightsabers, but it's just tradition. That was a biggest uh, biggest light. Like, f you to the fans i feel um but can we talk just before the positive about luke skywalker because again people are going to think i absolutely hated this film and i'm like the biggest person who hates every single thing in the world but i hated every single thing about luke skywalker
0: wow everything
2: Mm -hmm. i'm struggling to think of anything i actually liked about Luke Skywalker in this, I'm movie. kind of
1: the opposite. I loved everything with Luke I'm in, in the this, and I mentioned. Actually, our- I do a column. <laughs> <and> spoiler, <laughs> of course you are. That's <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> Ben. You loved Luke in this movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, Weak- I'd, be inter-
2: I'd be interested to hear some opinions, but to me, a lot of it comes down to personal preference. I didn't like where they took the character. Um, more so than necessarily what we see in the movie, more, oh, well, I wanted something else. So that's like a subjective criticism. Um, but also, he didn't need this humour stuff, and um, it was just too overboard. I like, yeah, they were trying to take him into Yoda or something, uh, but that's just not what I wanted with Luke. And again, that's nothing against them. That's a subjective criticism of what I wanted. I'm um, being a spoiled brat here. But also... You know, they want to surprise us, and there's nothing wrong with surprising us, but there's also nothing wrong with bringing Luke off that planet and reuniting with Leia and coming back as the hero and taking on this whole army and deflecting all the shots, which was such a badass yeah. moment, which they ruined, and then having a big duel with Kylo Ren at the end, or even Snoke and killing and have Snoke. him
1: himself up the way Obi-Wan did, as opposed to, we're going to surprise the audience and have him not there.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah surprises are nice but there's nothing wrong with bringing back luke yeah he starts as the emo hermit but comes back as the hero even if he died there Mm -hmm. which we don't know the future of luke at this point but even if they killed luke off as well at least give him that final big duel and give us the darth vader at the end of rogue one give us the luke skywalker 30 years of training master jedi rather than like using his mind tricks give us, like, a badass Jedi scene. Like, we're we're waiting to see this. Like, we already missed out on Han and Luke kind of being in a scene together, so at least give us... Like, Han, they gave us Han. Luke, again, they're trying to surprise us, but I feel like we got Mark Hamill, not Luke. Like, Mm, you know, know. I just... I love Mark Hamill. I I, I just feel like they ruined the character. I'm sorry. I don't want to be so negative. Maybe in 10 years I'll change my opinion or on a rewatch... I just feel like they completely dropped the ball on Luke. And I know a lot of people disagree with me. And that's fine.
0: Uh, Colin, I think you talked about You're it in enough. The middle, ben. I'm <laughs> in the middle. Um, I see both sides of it. Let's quickly just... couple of positives. We won't really discuss this because I think we've got to get to our ratings and we'll play this kind of clip at the end of uh, Noah and I sort of post-movies. Uh, post and obviously, Noah, we need to get you to buy it, bin it or rent it. Just, I'm just going to say the positives that I like the most. Porgs. I loved the scene with Laura Dern and the hyper the that silent scene, that was epic. Love that everything with Kylo Ren. I loved him. He's probably my top five favorite Star Wars characters. Just love Kylo Ren. I love the Ray Ren stuff. Um, I actually the the space battles kind of improved on a rewatch. I actually kind of liked the the climax in terms of the the whole salt stuff. Sort of that kind of worked, even though I hate how, how Rose does what she does um they're just some i'm thinking of the top of my head there'd be more i guess if i went over it but they're just kind of ones i'm gonna put out there
1: i for me i actually have a lot of positives for major things and not just i like when chewy bursts through the door you know yes yeah uh
2: which or is a hilarious the
1: moment oh, that <laughs> i like that when funny like one of the reasons i love everything with luke is because they do certain they put more uh Uh, more of an invested interest in how Luke's character is presented than any of the other characters you know they forgot Poe and Ray were never introduced to each other for two movies Um, they forgot that Chewie hasn't been consoled for Han's death they present Luke meeting every character completely different when Chewie comes in it's not like angry but it's like Chewie what are you doing here like he doesn't care when he sees R2 that's like R2 he's so happy Uh, when he sees three people it's like hey good to see you kid you know (laughs) it's kind of like the Kylo Ren thing And then Leia has it from, like, every character he has a different reaction to, which kind of gives you this idea that he has a different relationship with everybody. And there's certain people he had to stay away from and certain people he couldn't. Um, The fight scenes in this are fantastic. And yes, I do miss on a second viewing not having a lightsaber battle. But believe it or not, it took me a little while to even notice there was no proper lightsaber battle. Because I think what they did that was smart was they broke it up in two. They had two people with lightsabers fighting a bunch of guards that kind of had lightsaber-like things, which gave us our hand-to-hand combat scene. And then we had our final showdown between Luke and Kylo Ren, which was also epic just because he never touches them, and that's what would happen if, you know, Luke, the greatest Jedi Knight, were up against Kylo Ren. Um, Would it have been nice to have a real lightsaber battle? Yeah, but I think them doing this it was a clever way to kind of split it up and I can't really complain because I still like the showdown between Kylo Ren and Luke. If you take out the fact Luke isn't there and the scene with Ray and Kylo fighting together is fantastic. The choreography is great there as is the fight between, uh, Phasma and Finn. I kind of joked at it with my nephews and I'm like, Phasma and Finn was your favorite part of the movie. But then I thought to myself, I'm like the choreography was fantastic in that. So all the fight stuff was great. Um, And the entire opening sequence, like on a second viewing, it really isn't until Finn, there's some minor moments, like your Rose's introduction is kind of, you know, painfully crammed down your throat, uh, Luke drinking out of the nipple of a cow or whatever, it's kind of weird, but it takes until they really go to Casino World before I check out, because that opening chase sequence is a lot of fun, and just the setting of... We're slowly being chased down by the first order i like too so i mean everything with luke and the climax i think works even though at that point you're kind of drained from the movie i mean two and a half hours is a long running time for a movie that had no story but for what they did with it in the beginning and the end i think they did a good job it's just the entire middle section just could have been ripped out completely
2: yeah i completely agree about the scene with kylo and ray and the red guards that was amazing um Probably my favourite scene of the movie. Um, to me, uh, the, easily the strength, and I loved what they did with the new characters. We have Kylo Ren, Ray, Poe. Poe was such a big improvement. He was so oh, fun yeah. in this film. Like, I loved every scene with him, even the pothole-type scenes. I still thought he was fun, he was charismatic, and I liked that he was kind of the hero of this one. Um Finn was good, but it's also kinda of like, what's Finn's purpose at this point? Mm-hmm. Like hopefully they bring more importance for him in the last one. But he was still good. I, I think John Bay goes really good. Um and you know, I I thought they only strengthened Ray. She didn't have as much to do, even though she was hugely important in this movie, maybe as the first one, but I almost found her more likable in this one though. And I thought she played off Mark Hamill so well. Um, so Ray had some really good scenes and you two mentioned that the chemistry between her and Kylo Ren was just so good. Um, and everything about Kylo Ren in this film from destroying the helmet oh. to that awesome scar to being able to make a character who's monotone really interesting. <laughs> um, his relationship with Hux and Snoke. Um, so he was amazing. And it feels like we're glossing over this but everything with the new characters I really did enjoy and like this film is bad with plot and with planets and with interesting things, but it is a good character film, I feel, at least. Um, and I liked Rose. She's by no means amazing at all, but I thought they played off each other well, and she was fun. She's a bit dumb at the end, like banging into Finn. and I thought we were about to lose Finn, which weirdly I would have been fine with because if huh? he went off in a heroic death, because I feel like... Even though he's fun, we just don't really need him at this point. Um, so so <laughs> Rose ruined that dramatic death, but I guess Laura Dern had an epic scene that that silence was just so good. Yeah, um, and Which I like funny the on the rewatch.
0: Somebody, I, you could hear somebody in this scene. and go. <gasps> <gasps> "Like <laughs> could as <see> that <laughs> happened, it was funny. Uh,
2: I liked the porgs, um, but maybe a bit too much of the porgs. I I don't know uh, if we needed them in the Millennium Falcon. I feel like just on the planet was fine. Um,
1: I like them in The Falcon. So do I. Yeah, but I, I,
2: I, I'm i Team Porg, though. Because um, they're not a part of the plot, and that's what makes them okay. When Jar Jar Binks is a part of the plot, that's where you get issues. But if they're just there to be fun in the background, then um, yeah. Uh, and the other thing, surprisingly, we haven't mentioned, uh, but a huge plus was Yoda was so much fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, he looked
2: amazing. But like, that <laughs> was the biggest. That was the biggest. Best surprise. Like they tried to surprise us with all this dumb stuff. That was like oh we even talked about going in. Oh, I hope Yoda's there. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh he did look a bit goofy because I guess they were trying to go for the end of Return of the Jedi consistency or something. Yeah. Um but he was amazing, so much fun. And I was kind of hoping we would get CGI Alec Guinness not talking, just kind of looking at Luke in the background, like like Luke giving him a gaze or something would have been kinda cool, but I'm really happy with Yoda. But then another, another. criticism is um, there was so much lack of respect for the original Jedi Temple. Like, I love what you. Oh, that was one of my out.
1: favorite parts of the movie. That's funny no, when I they burn
0: the tree and then Yoda's like.
2: <laughs> no, I, I don't find that funny. I, I agree, Colin. Like, I like how they kind of got rid of the rules for being a Jedi moving forward and that's a real strength of this film but I just feel like the original Jedi planet should have been a much bigger thing in Star Wars and like oh we're seeing these old texts and like these legends that go back millennium and and then it's kind of like oh hardly page turners (laughs) just destroy everything like I love the idea of let's get rid of kind of the old stuff uh, and move forward but Just the way they went about it was not for me. But Yoda was so good, though. Um, And visually, I think this film was amazing. We can give it that for sure. Like, everything looked so good in this film. And, you know, the budget is definitely paying off for Star Wars because those space battles... Like, when they talk about watching A New Hope for the first time and seeing, like, the spaceship fly over and people ducked and stuff, seeing this on a big screen, it really did feel like you were in space with them. It was really good. Um, Yeah, it's... it's, it's... Sounds like we're glossing over it, but there was some really amazing stuff in this film. Um, definitely, especially- definitely
0: worth seeing on the big screen for those uh, listening to this. And I'll just say for episode nine, hashtag bring back Lando. Uh, that's a whole other episode. Um, Just quickly, we'll rank these and we'll close it out with our bit. Noah, what are you doing with this? First of all, we have we need to get you to either buy it, rent it or, or bin it.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to rent it. Um. I'm not going to bin, I don't think I would even bin any of the Star Wars movies, Um, but it's definitely not a buy. Um, Yeah, it just came out of this not feeling too great. I'll see it again, but I'm sorry, I just didn't love it.
0: All right, let's close this off uh, by us giving our... Well, I think Noah and I did this at the end of the Force of Wookins, um, but I guess we're just kind of... We're not going to dram- over-dramatise this like we do in the Bond ones. I think we just give our order, and we'll, we'll include Rogue One here, I feel, uh, in terms of order. I mean, you can go from nine to one or one to nine. I'll start with you, Colin. What do you want to do? Give us your rankings of Star Wars movies here.
1: I'll go one to nine because um, I know for sure the ones at the top. I'll have to think about the ones at the bottom more. <laughs> um, my number one would be A New Hope uh, just because it's so much fun and it was like the first movie I was introduced to in Star Wars. I still think it's the strongest and it, the only one that has like not a single scene that drags. Empire is the obvious number two. Believe it or not, I would put Revenge of the Sith at number three. I love everything about Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it's probably the one that I still get the most enjoyment out of, and maybe part of that is just, you know, I know A New Hope. I know all of them by heart, but I know A New Hope even better, and Revenge of the Sith still feels kind of new for me. So that one would be four. Um, this will surprise a lot of people. I'd probably put Attack of the Clones 5. Uh, even though it suffers from like this, the middle section of the movie is a little bit slow. I think the opening is really strong. And then the the ending on Geonosis is amazing. Uh, and just for being a fun movie, it's not like it's deep, but kind of like, you know, we talked about this makes the force the last Jedi makes the force awakens better. I think it makes the prequels look better too in comparison. Um, what are we at six uh i'd say return of the jedi just because i'm i'm not the biggest fan of return of the jedi i think really only the stuff with yeah I'd, i'd say the stuff with luke and vader and the emperor is amazing the stuff with jabba's palace is you know creative but doesn't need to be in the movie other than that like the second death star and all the stuff on endor is just really painfully dull for me to watch uh how am i left with here that was five Awakens, so you've got four more. One.
0: you haven't you haven't done uh phantom so you've only done five.
1: Oh, that's right hold on uh okay so then four would be attack of the clones five would be return of the jedi um in all honesty i would probably rather watch the phantom menace over rogue one but rogue one is definitely a better movie uh so i'd probably put rogue one next uh, then I'd say The Phantom Menace, believe it or not. And then my bottom two would be Force Awakens, which really doesn't hold up as well. And I have a feeling it it, it will get better when episode nine comes out that both this and Last Jedi may improve. But I just I couldn't care less about all the stuff in the middle of the movie. Again, the middle act of Star Wars movie is obviously the weakness and just lack of creativity and just retelling a story didn't really work for me. Um, my favorite stuff is the opening act on Jakku. And, you know, outside of that, a lot of characters just aren't developed properly. So, bottom two would basically be Force Awakens. And Last Jedi is the easiest bottom that I've ever had in deciding rankings.
2: Ooh. Go, Noah. Uh, do I go? Oh, um... oh save me yeah, That's so... the last. I already already probably the villain of this episode because I sound so negative, uh, but Colin, you've saved me from kind of embarrassment here because I thought I was going to be breaking new ground here uh, but not with this first one first is A New Hope, I agree with all your arguments there, Colin I've just always loved that one the best um, second, also Empire Strikes Back, those two are easily the best two Star Wars in my opinion uh, third is Return of the Jedi I love Jabba's Palace stuff, um I hate to be such, like, a traditionalist or whatever, but to me, just the original trilogy have always been the best and always will, and I, I am open-minded, but those three are just ep- epic next level. Uh, fourth, I thought you guys were all going to be laughing at me and all hell would break loose, but also Attack of the Clones in fourth. Like, you had fourth as well, wow. Colin. I thought I was going to be, like, the only person to ever have it out of the top bottom two, and, and everyone would stop listening, and... Um, to me, that of the three prequels, that is the closest that feels like a Star Wars movie. Um, and there's some terrible stuff in it, but I just love Obi-Wan's mission, the planets are creative, I love everything about Geonosis and all the stuff that goes on there. You know, they limited Jar Jar to one scene, Newton and Rune have like one scene, uh, Dooku is fun, the Lightsaber Battle is not as good, but I do like Yoda going crazy. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I love everything Anakin-wise on on Tatooine. I love the kind of going to the sand people and Shmi's death. and That's kind of a huge character thing for Anakin. So it definitely has its flaws, but it's just so much fun. And it's it has that adventure to it, which I thought was missing in this one. So uh, from this point going forward i am the champion for attack of the clones most underrated movie of star wars history um fifth i'm going to go with the most overrated film in star wars history is revenge of the sith which i still really enjoy it's fifth so i've put it kind of in the middle but i don't know there's something about having it just set over like one night or one kind of week or whatever just doesn't do it for me but that last half an hour is just amazing some of the best star wars stuff ever that last half an hour Um, but to me, it's just not as memorable as the other ones, um, never has been. Number six was Rogue One, which I really did enjoy in the cinema, I had a blast watching it, but on rewatch, it's good, it just doesn't hold up as much, you know, it's hard to get too attached to the characters, but I really think they did some clever stuff there, and I really do enjoy the film, I will watch it again, and it's fun. Uh, number seven is The Force Awakens, uh... Yeah, no, Colin pretty much said everything, but I do think this got strengthened after watching The Last Jedi. Um, So it'll be interesting to revisit that one. Number eight, I put The Last Jedi... um, You know, I was not a big man. It's not the worst thing ever, uh, but it was not great. People (laughs) would think I hated every second of it. I didn't.
1: (laughs) Noah's the most critical of all of us, and he's giving it the positive... (laughs) The He's game. the
0: only one who doesn't have this last. I'm just saying that right <laughs> now.
2: <laughs> o- o- honestly, these last two are so interchangeable for me. Uh, so you can, if you want to officially put me having it as last, you can do because I would not be offended with that. Uh, but number nine is The Phantom Menace, which I love. Darth Maul, I love Qui-Gon Jinn, Tukin, um I love Obi-Wan. It's a fun movie, but I've just never been into this one. Jake Lloyd and Jar Jar Binks and some of the uh, like uh, Bosnaz and all this stuff, but it's a fun adventure movie. I watched it maybe thirty, maybe more than thirty times. So I still l- really do enjoy the Phantom. But me, meet- yeah. probably the weakest. But you could put Last Jedi here, but but number nine, it's the Phantom
0: what I like about our rankings is they're actually all fairly different. Um, and I thought kind of... <laughs> well, I'll speak too soon. Am I going to get ripped to pieces? We'll start off with number one then. And we'll see if I do get ripped to pieces. Uh, Return of the Jedi for me is my favourite. I just love Jedi. I've just always found that as my personal favourite. I just love everything about that movie. I love the, the tension and just the fighting with uh, the Emperor and Darth Vader and everything at the end. I love the Ewoks. I love the Jabba stuff. You know there's really nothing about Return of the Jedi that I ever dislike and I always just love you rank watching it. Jedi the first?
2: Is that what you could do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've known. Somehow I've I've always known. Um <laughs> number two uh we've all got the same empire yep that's number two for me uh you know everything that needs to be positive said about that i think is already been said uh i'm with colin i have revenge of the sith at number three um just love it love it just always just love revenge of the sith it gets better every single time i watch it um and yeah i just i just absolutely love the film uh a new hope is fourth for me i mean that's I don't dislike A New Hope. I mean, I agree kind of what you say, Noah, that, you know, nothing touches the original trilogy, and I will watch that to death. I know it so well and everything along those lines. But to me, out of the original trilogy, it's the one I enjoy the least. Uh, but I still love it. Um, we're all Attack of the Clones defenders. I have that at number five. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with everything both of you said about that, and I, I don't get why people say Attack of the Clones is boring. I mean, it's again, it has its issues. But it's still, I just enjoy watching it. And a lot of the time I do this based on, can I just put it in and enjoy it? That's what I say to the girls. Uh, number six, I have... I um, girls? <laughs> Touché, the, the hymen. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, apparently, I'm the highest ranking for Phantom Menace. I have it at number six. Um, it got bit, like, recently re-watching it. I tweeted out. It's not as bad as people say it is, and... I don't find Jar Jar that annoying. So, yeah, I, I like episode one. I, I, I do think Phantom Menace is underrated. Uh Number seven, I'm going to put The Force Awakens. It, it improved to me on a rewatch after I saw The Last Jedi. Um, but it's still kind of, you know, it's just still stuff about it, which I'm not going to think about positively compared to the other things. I have more fun in the prequels than I do in Force Awakens. Uh, Rogue One I have at number eight, just because I just feel that I just get so much enjoyment out of the last half hour that the rest is kind of just like waiting to get to the last half hour. I don't dislike Rogue One. I just, as I've always said, it's kind of a pointless film just to fill in a plot hole. So, I mean, and plus, what am I meant to care about these characters? They all die. So it's kind of like, eh, Rogue One, last half hour's epic. And Last Jedi, yep, I have it last because it's The Last Jedi. We've spoke about it now for nearly two hours on this episode. So there you go. People listening, send us in your rankings. We want to hear what you think and probably call us idiots because of how we've ranked those. Um, we're going to close this out by playing about a 24-minute clip here of Noah and I probably <laughs> saying all the stuff you've just heard us say for about an hour and 40 minutes, but this was recorded directly after we saw the movie. So, like, we literally walked from the cinema to our car, did not say a word, we counted on the count of three to say what we thought about it, and I kind of let Noah say it first so I could just hold back. But, um, I've enjoyed our My three My first things- line is...
2: I didn't like this movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I've enjoyed us three being on this episode And I hope this means that Double Oz 7 can all return back to a Three way episode soon So uh, yes remember to like us on Facebook Subscribe all that jazz it's been fun Star Wars The Last Jedi It's just it's a dis- a div- a, It's got a lot of Opinions on it <laughs> I'm not trying to say Big words Are
2: you trying uh, to say the word divided Divided
0: <laughs> that too uh so i'll close it out before we go to this clip and just by saying my name is ben and uh what's your story roundy
1: and my name is snidely whiplash and (laughs) i'm actually very sorry but happy birthday ryan johnson uh let's acknowledge that
2: oh sorry ryan um and my name is Noah, and rest in peace, Admiral Ackbar. Uh, the one thing that will not divide fans is everyone is in mourning. And let's enjoy this clip of Noah myself. Good night.
0: Alright, well, we're in the car, and we've just seen The Last Jedi, and this is no word of a lie. Um, Jar Jar Binks is Snoke. Uh, no, we've, we've actually walked out of the movies. It's still going. We hated it. It was terrible. Um... <laughs> We, we haven't actually said a word except for the words Oh, I won't say I probably it. I don't know what this is airing in in our spoiler spoiler one probably a spoiler oh, one
2: spoilers.
0: Um, so Noah and I have no idea what each other thinks <laughs> this will be like on the counter three do like a
2: stepbrothers thing like what's your favourite dinosaur velociraptor all right so um, are we really doing this? After three, we're saying our thoughts. Well, like in what two words? One or st- yeah, one two-word review. No, I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
0: well, this is this is legit. We're not scripting this. <laughs> All right, <laughs> well, It's like a two words? So we're saying like it was. Um, is that what we're saying? Uh, something along those lines. All right.
2: Uh, um, after three or.
0: One, two, three. Then, then we say
2: oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fresh> After three, <laughs> not on three. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. One, two, three. I didn't like it. I was about to say it was. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was. I don't know. Slow. That was about. Well, because
0: seven. like I was, I was. I don't know how fast we were going there.
2: Uh... I should say I didn't hate it. I'm over-exaggerating, but there's a lot of things that happened in that that I really did not enjoy. Um, there's some awesome stuff. There, like, uh, I'm still reeling. There was some great stuff in there, but...
0: yeah. I don't think I've ever been as confused coming out of a Star Wars movie as I ever have with what I feel about it.
2: Yeah, it's. I know for sure it was definitely not my favourite Star Wars movie, and it definitely never will be. Um, it's one that right now I would say I'm not
0: going to rush out and see a second time.
2: <laughs> well, it's one that I'm not going to rush out to see a second time, but also one that needs to be seen a second time. Yeah. But there was no lightsaber battle at the end.
0: Was there even any lightsaber battles in the movie? It turned out it was sort of weird
2: at the end that it kind of wasn't really a real one. Uh, this was like, oh my god, it's Luke finally giving his big next lightsaber battle versus Kylo Ren. Every Star Wars movie ends with a lightsaber battle. I'm like, I don't get... Okay, can we just first of all clear it up? The Porgs are
0: fucking awesome.
2: <laughs> I love the Porgs. Okay, I... <laughs> I enjoyed the Porgs, but I feel like the Porgs should have stayed... On the planet, but then were, they were, actually they were barely in it, really. And then like there was one hilarious thing with Chewie. Oh yeah, Chewie, the porgs were totally worth it just for the fact that Chewie had great moments of eating a porg. But they were a bit forced once they left the planet, and they that would girl over
0: the there shit. didn't like it.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> she, she did not like it at all. She just screamed. <laughs> wow. Ah! Jesus. Uh, but the porks were fun. I like, I'm pro pork. <laughs> I'm pro. I let to go buy a I pork. A pork. <laughs> um, um, oh God. Yeah. So much. How much are we saying here right now? Yeah, um, like so much to process in one. I feel like Colin will like it. <laughs> <laughs> there was stuff I really yeah. genuinely liked about it, there was some stuff that absolutely trumped Force Awakens but th- I felt like this was getting into Hobbit level territory, it, it didn't feel really like a Star Wars movie not at all and you could feel there were two different directors which yeah. is not, nothing wrong with that the original trilogy had three different directors but it just didn't flow and the humour was complete. Like I will say a lot of good things about it, but the humour was completely off for a Star Wars film.
0: And there was no, like, chemistry between the groupings. Like, can I just say right now, I really did not like that girl character who, oh, like... I did not like
2: her at all. I liked Rose, I just don't... Is get Rose, it. I don't like She <laughs> had no purpose to anything. I liked Rose, but I just... Is she dead? Like, why do they need to always force it? like a love story? And now we've got like a Finn Ray uh, Rose love triangle thing. I'm I'm kind know? of on board of the uh
0: the Ray Kylo Ren love story though. I think there's something there. <laughs> yeah, there's chemistry between those yeah, two.
2: That was definitely a strength of the film was Ray and Kylo and Kylo's my favourite Kylo was my favourite, I loved Kylo in oh, this film. Yeah. He was hands down the best and that middle section where they kind of meet up was hands down the best part of the movie. And I thought, I was watching it, and I thought, oh, well, this uh, this first half, you know... Boring. Were you bored in the first bit? Yeah. Can I just say that? Like, the opening battle stuff was cool, but then there was just, like, an extended period. I'm literally all about to say to you, like, is this kind of a bit boring? <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking, all right, well, this film has a weak first half, but then the second. Like, when it started with the Rey, uh Kylo stuff... Uh, Then I'm like, oh my god, this is getting amazing. This could be one of the best ever second halves. But then it kind of dropped off again, like when they land on, like, Pokemon planet by... We're, we're,
0: we're, like, I got confused Because Kenny Rogers st- st- Stepped out onto the stuff There was red and I thought it was blood
2: And I thought this like Resistance guy licked his blood And then he was like Salt And I'm like what? There's just so much Going through my head right now It's like 4 in the morning I don't even know what time But Admiral
0: <laughs> Akbar No
2: <laughs> Okay spoiler alert Well not really Well it is
0: And they killed Admiral Akbar off
2: Without even anything! It's just like, boom, there's Admiral Ackbar, he's dead. I didn't even know that he died, like, in the scene. I'm like they're like and poor old even Admiral Ackmar, like, What?
0: And can we just establish like since when do humans in Star Wars world survive space and then have like wizarding powers to suck themselves back into a ship? Like, okay, like that, to me we sort of said the previous thing like talk about whatever about like that surely they have to do something with Leia because we know she can't be in the ninth yeah. part because sadly Carrie Fisher is not like that that thing at the end that tribute to Carrie Fisher that was sweet but um but like yeah like that that scene so there's a scene I'm sure we'll talk about this with in us. well this is our spoiler one and we've probably talked about this already we're playing this at the end but this is our initial thoughts we've yeah, just walked out of the movies we're looking at the cinema we're yeah. still at the cinema some home. people hanging around crying that it's you know <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> like, we're probably going to record the spoiler one in a couple of days when we've kind of gelled over, and Colin's probably seen it five times. But, um, like, the bit
2: where Leia kind of gets blown up and sucked out, I'm like, oh, there she is, that's it, that's that's done. Yeah, did you think, even when she got brought back, did you think, oh, they've re-edited the entire film? Because I'm like, oh. That Leia's gone in the first like mm, twenty. That's what I thought. Did you think? Yeah, this, I thought they they did that deliberately to get rid of her. Like they, she may have been in it, but then they suck her out and they're like, "Well, there's Leia gone."
0: And uh, bes- besides the, oh, the, fight going on right <laughs> the now? Oh no, they're <laughs> invisible lightsaber. yep welcome to Glenorchy. Um, but like the only bit really kind of like, what was her purpose for the rest of the film?
2: To like hug ghosty Luke. Well, can I just say, and I'm sincerely not just saying this because she's dead, um, Carrie Fisher was great in oh, the yeah. film, like, yeah. so much better than in The Force Awakens. Um, yeah, I feel like she could have had a bit more into it, And but I was going to say, I was almost starting to doubt what's the point of Finn in this whole saga. I get Rey and Kylo and stuff like that, but then, yeah. like, what is kind of the point of Finn? True, and then, because, like, it was it
0: was a kind of a nice little... But what even was the purpose of the Benicio del Toro stuff?
2: Yeah, like, they're like, oh, Benicio, uh, honeymoon, he's going to be in the movie. There was no point to him at all. And he was in, like, four scenes, and it was... Look, I liked Casino Planet, but I had James a James of- Bond Star World. Star yeah, world. I-, I liked it because it was really the only kind of unique thing we got in the movie in terms of, like, planets and stuff. But, um, I have a lot of problems with that entire sequence, which I won't get into now, but that, when they were escaping, I'm like, oh my god, they've turned this into the Hobbit. This is like... Yeah, I didn't like those horse things. Yeah, it was just not Star Wars. Slave kids. Yeah, I like the slave kids, but the the horse type things, it was just not Star Wars, that.
0: There was no real, to me, there was also no real like ending that was like oh what's gonna happen in number nine like Mm. you know what i mean like you think about attack of the clones you think about empire strikes back like you're like yeah what's going to happen in part three like there was more of that in force awakens to me of what's going to happen in you know but like this it was like what was there like i mean okay there is obviously things that they can establish after this but yeah i don't know um bb8 in an at at what the hell was that BB-8 gave me the absolute BB shit. I I told you before this, I'm not a pro BB-8. I don't think he's overrated in this movie. He was like, what? Porgs are more
2: more better Um, than... Quickly, I guess, kind of, Luke? Uh, Well, just to quickly touch on a few... There's so much going through my head right now, but, um, yeah, BB-8 was just too much like the crazy, just amazing character who can do anything. Um, where the hell was R2-D2 other than one scene? Which was a nice scene, but, um... c 3 is kind of just yeah, fine, phoning yeah, it in. Like, now they're both kind of just in there for the sake of having them. Um, I, I didn't mind the ending, like, the resistance thing, the kid and stuff. I agree, it's not as good, but I didn't mind it. Like, this was, alright, they're all together now, the final battle, um... Um, I didn't mind it, obviously it wasn't as good as Force Awakens, but then that leads me into Luke, uh, which, Mark Hamill was great, but I didn't love Luke, and I didn't, the humour was so off balance for me in this, and I didn't like the way they handled the end of Force Awakens. I'm sure this is not the case, but it's almost as if Ryan Johnson's like, oh, screw your perfect ending, JJ. Here's a dumb joke. And, you know, I don't know if they were going for, like, Luke's now, like a quirky Yoda-type thing, but he had some great scenes, and Mark Hamill was great, but I was not a fan of the way they handled Luke, and I don't think even Mark Hamill was. I've heard interviews where he's like, yeah, I didn't like the way they handled Luke.
0: And it was... Like, again, we're probably going too much into this because we're going to be talking this in. we've already have talked about in this episode. Or maybe we'll play this right at the beginning so you can kind of hear our first thoughts and then we'll... That's probably a good idea. And then we'll move into our discussion. But, like, I don't know if you saw my reaction to that bit with Luke at the end when he just disappeared. I was like, Uh what? I
2: was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't like that. It was just kind of like... uh, But then I thought, oh, um oh, he's going to show up now with the kid and we're going to see, like, oh, he's not gone-gone, he was just disappeared from the planet and now Luke can teleport but, yeah, and you know, it's not Carrie Fisher's fault that she died but now Luke's gone and I'm sure he'll be a false ghost in the next one but Luke's gone Han's gone. I thought there was going to be a Han appearance
0: when Luke kind of said that thing to him about, like, blah, 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 or like you did with your father and kind of
2: colouring sort of looked and I thought there was going to be, like, ghost Han I wanted a Han funeral. Um,
0: yeah, we like, did they just, did Carrie even, uh, Leia even care?
2: Yeah, no one even really, ma- and this picked up almost directly after, and no one even. Qui-Gon Jin <laughs> got a funeral. And I love Qui-Gon, and I'm not trying to take away this. This is freaking Han Solo. And when they're like, oh, they've given up hope, and we're going to call, put out, Leia's going to put out a message. Oh. And then you turn to me, and you're like, Lando. And then as soon as you said that, I'm like, yes, this is going to be Lando's big return. And it's just, oh no, no one came. Because I will say that, like, I don't know if this was leaked
0: or anything like that. I mean, again, we'll talk more about this with Colin and everything, but um, I kind of liked the the Yoda sort of cameo. That was kind of nice.
2: Yeah, well, we even said, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Yoda came back? So we can't complain too much about it. Did look weird, though? I think they were going for, like, oh, we can't have the CGI of the prequel. I'd honestly, I'd
0: prefer this pre- the prequel CGI. I, mean, I know he was older in, obviously, like Empire and uh,
2: Jedi, but, like, he just looked odd. Yeah, I appreciate uh, Yoda was great. I love that they put him in there. That makes sense but I think they were trying to make him look consistent with like the end of Return of the Jedi Mm. but he really did look off in the film but I'd still really like the scene though but I thought they were going to put I was really hoping for a uh, no dialogue but like Luke turns around and there's a Force ghost Alec Guinness. Like, no dialogue, just him standing there and, like, a nod or something. I, I thought, like, I thought
0: that's where that was going and I thought, like, it was yeah, either going to yeah. be Obi-Wan or Anakin. Like, I honestly thought it was going to be one of them there.
2: I would have lost my shit if Obi-Wan was there. The Hayden
0: Christensen, I would have lost my shit. I'm oh my god, it's old Hayden Christensen! Everyone would be like, boom! I'm like, ah! I hate this cameo. Step- <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing
2: here? Um, oh god, there's so much going on, but what was I going to say? There was just, um... And we'll get into more of like the Luke planet stuff and the way they handled that in the actual episode, but um, I was not a fan of the disappearing thing. Um, yeah, that was odd. That was just, and it's kind of like. Like, the flashbacky
0: things were sort of like... But even, like, the stuff explaining what kind of happened with Luke and Kylo was kind of like, okay. But then, like, where are the Knights of Ren that you heard about? I kind of thought there was a tease there with Hux. I thought maybe he was a Knight of Ren because he kind of said something I'm like, oh. But then it was kind of, um, like, with Ray, like... So she trains for, like, a day by waving a lightsaber around a little bit and pressing a hand on the thing and cracking it and going down the black hole. <laughs> and there was, like, about three cock-teasers of appearance, Um But... Yeah, I just uh, there's just some weird stuff around that. Like, I mean, Luke, at least, you don't know how long he was on freaking um, Dagobah and training, yeah. but at least he got him training. Anakin, obviously, was like 10 years training with Obi-Wan. But obviously, the more the galaxy goes on, it's shorter. Like, oh, she's
2: a Jedi in a day. <laughs> um, that was the other thing that I was going to remember uh, remembered was. And, yeah, maybe we get so much caught up in, I kept visioning at the end of Force Awakens, oh, he's the new Yoda and I was hoping for a wise old Luke, like the ultimate master, training, an awesome like, training montage Jedi. Uh, so maybe we get so caught up in our heads um, that when that doesn't happen, we get disappointed. Maybe we need to be more open-minded. But uh, what did you think about the Ray's parents reveal? Disappointing. Yeah, I'm a bit conflicted. And maybe that's not even the end of it. Maybe there is more to it. But I'm not going to say it's a cop-out like having her a skywalker would probably be more of a cop-out
0: um it's just one of these ones that everyone's debated for so long that they're probably just gone well everyone's getting worked up over this we're not doing anything <laughs> big." So to me actually thinking about it maybe i'm probably more disappointed with how they kind of just snoke's gone just in a
2: blink of an eye i was not because then suddenly i'm like oh we're seeing snoke or like remember in the first one he was just like we the, thought he was a giant we were yeah. like he's like a giant ghost yeah, or even, like, a tiny little man or something. Yeah. But suddenly it's like, no, no, we're just seeing Snoke. Like, he's here. Oh. And then when he got hit, I thought he was going to, like, get so angry and, like, pull the lightsaber out and, like, start destroying himself. himself. Like, yeah, so it's like... I get it. The Kylo Ren is, like, the big bad for the next one. But
0: even that, like, uh, I loved Kylo Ren, but it was kind of... It was just odd how, like he was evil but then it kind of was like oh he's good now and then it's like oh no he's evil again like he's the most bipolar that's why I love him though like he and I think somebody said this about Force Awakens or plenty of people said this about Force Awakens that he's like one of the most in depth you know interesting villains ever in Star Wars and I think this movie like it's kind of confusing with him at point but like I think that works for him and Adam Driver I think just is so good as him and Um, I kind of like the sort of deploy where they got rid of his helmet, like, straight away, and he just basically is helmetless for the whole movie. Uh, That's not going to go well for the merchandise. They're they're crossing into the pork land, of course. But, um, yeah, I I mean, I think Adam
2: Driver was the star
0: of the movie, if I have to be honest.
2: Yeah, he was amazing. Uh, I really didn't like General Hux, but that scar is so much better than the helmet. Um, So he was great. I kind of wish the kind of Ray like the Kylo good guys fighting evil kind of became a thing and they had like a duel kind of versus Darth Maul type hmm. lightsaber battle at the end uh maybe that will still happen um and for someone who i thought was kind of just eh in the first one uh Poe was great i think he was also the star True. of this film he was so Agreed. much better this time Poe was good uh
0: and i was i will say i was very um disappointed in phasma again Like, Phasma just has such potential, but she's just wasted. How did she survive the Killer
2: base getting blown up? Was that ever explained? Well, I said to you earlier today that I wish Phasma and Hux kind of were like and They were just Mm -hmm. one-off, and then they introduced new villains. And I stand by that, because it just felt almost tactile. Oh, we have to have a Finn revenge.
0: We didn't even really have, like, Benicio Del Toro and Laura Dern. But even, I mean, Laura Dern was slightly disappointing to her because I love Laura Dern, but her character was kind of like, yeah. okay, a sacrifice was kind of cool. And that was a cool scene. And that silence that they had when she went through the thing, that was kind of cool, that scene. But she just seemed a bit flat. And, like, what was, like, with the mutiny that they went against each other, and they are like, oh, no, it's okay, don't worry about
2: that. (laughs) Yeah, there was just so much going on, like, no, and then it's like, oh, but she was actually trying to get us... It's like, well, why didn't she just tell them that? Was
0: there a plot in this movie?
2: (laughs) Well, I will say one thing, I think we'll look back on it, and it will definitely look like a middle part, which... Middle parts are always the trickiest for an ongoing kind of trilogy. And I think we'll look back and we'll see, oh, yeah, that was the first part. This is kind of the middle stuff. But, you know, even from the get-go, yeah, I feel like this film had a bit too much pew-pew-pew. And I just wasn't even into it, even really in the first bit. But I thought that was just going to be, like, Mm -hmm. a first battle. And then we're going to move on to a planet or... um, But it was the whole movie was just them chasing... And I'm sure. chilling in a bubble. It was just them being chased and running out of petrol, pretty much. Uh, like um, <laughs> they need a little chip in for petrol money. <laughs> and I'm still not a hundred percent sure. I need to rewatch the film. How they could track them and follow them? I'm not sure if that was fully in it, and I missed it, or how they just knew where they were always going to be with their new technology or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe, I think people, a lot of people will probably like this, that it's just the whole film. But to me, Star Wars needs to feel grand
0: mm.
2: and, like, a big adventure. And this just felt like, and that's one of my issues with Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith takes place over, like, one night or something. That's one of my criticisms, that one.
0: But the thing with the Revenge of the Sith, though, is that, like, it feels like a Star Wars movie. And, like, this just did not feel like a Star Wars movie. And, like that was so grand and epic because I mean I guess with Render okay, you also know what's going to happen so you know you've kind of got to like and scene pick up a new hope obviously Rogue One's kind of you know dismantled that a little bit but like this was like it kind of felt like it didn't really Go anywhere in a lot of places. Like again, you're right. They're just kind of on these ships the whole time, and they're in kind of static mode. Of oh, let's pick up a shift. Oh, okay. Let's do oh, we better go off here. We oh, go. Okay, cool. Um, you know, and then like it just it was very dark. Like is it not like dark the theme? Like the the, the visuals. It was very dark. You know, kind of it was all in space, I guess. But um, like I, I right now, if we were to rank these, like straight away, like where would you rank this out of all eight films? Um, you know, I, I don't know if I want to do that now. I'll wait till we're kind of on board with Colin and this set for a couple of days because I would be scared that my ranking probably would maybe be the bottom.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's fair on the film at all to rank it right now when we're still in the cinema car park. Um, it's starting to rain. <laughs> yeah, this is bad, bad sign. that's starting to pour down. Uh, so I think we should wait and let it digest because you know this film was not terrible. We should say no. that, and this you know in ten, t- 10 years time i probably will have seen this film 15 times like i'm probably going to watch it every and i'll find new stuff that i love about it cuz you know it's so easy to focus on the negatives um but there were some pol- like it was very well shot um special
0: effects were amazing
2: yeah and i feel like some of the shots i liked ryan johnson's kind of cinematography over jj J. abram's jj J. abram's felt more like star wars but i felt Uh, There were some great shots and it looked so nice. The space stuff looked really nice. Um, But it was seriously lacking like planets and you know, the casino was fine. But um, yeah, I don't think it's that fair to rank it. But if I had to give my kind of overall summary is I think the character stuff worked amazing in this film. The raised kind of stuff. Those characters, Luke, not so much. Um, But all the character drama was great. But the space battles and that just wasn't doing it for me and no lightsaber battle breaks like a tradition in Star Wars for end of films like that was the one thing I was looking forward to the most like what will be the end of film lightsaber battle and oh my god Luke versus Kylo but it didn't even happen properly um so you know the character stuff was great but the kind of action and adventure stuff wasn't great the horse stuff felt like the Hobbit um in not in a good way and you know the space battles were fine they looked nice but they were just not that interesting um, and to me my biggest criticism and I thought The Force Awakens had too much kind of childish humour or a bit too much forced humour it humor. feels natural yeah but now I look back on it and that at least felt like Star Wars hmm. this my absolute biggest criticism I didn't laugh I think there was I think I laughed at the porks, and that was there, was there was like just those
0: general cheapo kind of oh ha ha laughs like when Luke kind of was getting
2: <laughs> When he just goes
0: on his shoulder. That's kind of, like, oh, ha, ha. but yeah, the, the funniest bit that I laughed out loud and I legitimately was like laughing so much was the porgs oh, with Chewie and just that kind of. That's gonna be a fucking gif that one of that pork like with the sad eyes looking at oh. Chewie that is going to be like this gif that gets
2: shared around the internet forever but that's the only scene that I like legitimately laughed out loud yeah Chewie eating the pork was hilarious um but it, I'm not even saying we need to have like ha, ha, ha moment but you know and I'm not saying it needed to be super serious because Star Wars is fun it's always funny but this humor I didn't laugh I didn't I found it to be forced and my absolute criticism, besides all the other stuff, is absolutely the humor. Just made took me out of it so much it didn't. And you know, I think maybe because I went into the expectation, the Last Jedi luke's back that it would be a more serious film. And you know, there's nothing wrong with humor, but I almost wish, you know, the balance was not there with the force or with the humor. I feel like the humor overtook the. Like, I almost felt like Ryan Johnson thought, oh, we need a really fun... Star Wars is fun, and probably went overboard when there were some pretty serious stuff going on here. So there's so much to talk about, but that's kind of my overall summary. There was some great character stuff, but it's... Uh, the main thing that took me out of it, other than the kind of the plot, was the humour was so mismatched and out of place.
0: So we've sat here for 23 minutes talking about this, and... Uh Again, look, I kind of tease it. Maybe we'll put this at the beginning. Maybe we'll put it at the end. I really don't know. Um, Depends on how we go with it. But uh, I'm going to assume that maybe we've kind of just gone a little bit at the beginning here. I don't know. I do know. But, yeah, so that's our thoughts. It's uh, 3.23 a.m. right now. Um, So, yeah, I guess uh, if you've listened to the beginning, let's listen to the rest of the episode right now. And if we're hearing this bit right now, I've cut this bit off because we've put it at the end. So let's go back to the closing parts, and I'm sure we're about to rate this movie. I don't know. Do some magic with some editing, Ben. Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.